Spoiler alert! You're listening to the Comics Online exclusive script reading of Joss Whedon's pilot episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. A little over a year ago, most people went to bed thinking the craziest thing in the world was a billionaire in a flying metal suit. Then aliens invaded New York and were beaten back by, among others, a giant green monster, a fairy tale from the 40s, and a god. Words of the... I don't think Thor's technically a god. Hill says, you haven't been near his arms. Ha <laughs> uh, That sounds like Whedon. Truth. Uh, the Battle of New York was at the end of the world. This, now, is the new world. Looks like... a. Looks a lot like the old one, but it isn't. People are different. They're reckless. They're frightened. They're unpredictable. They have access to tech, to formulas, secrets that they're not ready for. Ward says, why was I pulled out of Paris? And uh, Coulson walks in and says, the same reason you were sent in, to see. Hill says, you know Agent Coulson. Ward says, um, yes. I also know that Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. I'm clearance level 6. I got the full report. Coulson says, welcome to level 7. And, uh... Why even film this? They should just take your audio recording and just air it on television. <laughs> dramatic reading has just left me stunned. Spoiler alert. You're listening to the Comics Online Podcast. Season 13. Episode 16. Kaj Shield the Queen. Recorded January 20th, 2013. This episode Kevin and Dune are joined by Giovanni Bill Marianne Carl and Chelsea D. And special guests Anna May and Dave from Geek World Radio. Topics in our annual Look Ahead episode include Superman Man of Steel, Guardians of the Galaxy, Pacific Rim, Green Lantern, and the maybe exclusive script reading of Joss Whedon's pilot episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wait, what sport are Falcons? They're football. Really? They said touchdown. <laughs> oh. That's the operative word. Touchdown. I missed that. All right, but isn't football like the only sport going on right now? In the winter, you have also Hockey basketball and sports. No way! I never hear about basketball and hockey. Oh. And you also have international football. Shut That's all they play over here. All right. <laughs> here we go. Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 13, Episode 16. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and with me today, as usual, is my co-host, Doom McKay. hey hey and with him on his line, we have Giovanni. Hey, everybody. And I'm not drunk yet. Sad. Hooray! Do we have Connie on your line as well? Now she'll work. Ah, fair enough. And then uh, with us, as usual as well, we have uh, Bill Waters and Marianne Butler. Ooh, we're out here watching the game. Rock. Raw, yeah, this is the uh, NFC Championship uh, night with uh, San Francisco and Atlanta, I understand. Once the Chargers are out, I no longer care. No. It leaves me, you know, they they do me a favor. They they, they leave me a lot of extra time in my year. Um, Also, as well, back again. Good stuff. Back again, we've got Carl. Hey. Hey, and his mic doesn't sound terrible. 
And, uh, and, oh shit, did we lose Chelsea? We had Chelsea for a minute. Um, fucking hell. It's all that Chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she heard about Chargers Carl, and she was Carl, like, fuck these people. Carl, guys, Vivian? Mm-hmm. How's Vivian, Carl? How's what? Uh, uh, Fresh Prince sound like the dad, James A. We've been over this like a year ago. <laughs> I'm never going to let it go. Yeah, Will's, Will's doing fine. Oh, it's good to hear. Yeah. Had to spend bank Ashley. Oh, it's also good to hear, but it's creepy, but good to hear. <laughs> That's why I said it. Nice. Oh. All right. Get to spank Ashley. Wow. It has been pretty cool. That's that's how that's how it works. Um, anyhow, uh, today we've got uh, some some special guests that I've wanted to have on uh, for a while now. Uh, we met at, at Comic Con this year, and uh, you know they, we've been uh, in the same press rooms with them uh, for a while. Um, we have Anna May and Dave, and uh, they've got their own radio show as well as uh, they do some uh, like video uh, interviews and, and uh, broadcasts, you know, kind of vlog type stuff. Uh, can you can you guys tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, um, I geek crawled and uh, we we do it on the three hours every week. And uh, the uh, video show we just started this uh, this year, we post a bunch of interviews, but we also have actual show that uh, goes up every Wednesday. Wow, uh, that I barely understood a quarter of that. Um, <laughs> wow, they have Sorry. a show that goes up on Wednesdays, Kevin. Get your head in the game. I know. <laughs> Thank you. They have a show that goes up on Wednesdays. That's all I know. Um, so yeah, so I'm we're, we're doing we're recording this uh, intercontinentally. Uh, I'm uh, recording this from uh, Newmarket, Suffolk, England, in the United Kingdom. You know, uh, here uh, and 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 today uh, is brought to you by not really by uh, Green King IPA, uh, the 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 world's first IPA. That's what that's what I'm drinking on my yeah. end. Yeah. I'm drinking old Bro mixed with Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing, Kevin. Mixed with silence. Okay. Oh. Oh. Awesome. And uh so anyway, uh I, I don't even remember what our uh general topic was supposed to be this this week. Was it our uh Year, year ahead, our, our look ahead. Nice. Okay. It's good stuff. <laughs> Can you even hear anything I say? Yeah, we, we hear you fine, Kevin. So it's 2013 uh, preview. 2013 preview. Boom. Sweet. Yeah. Before. Or what do we, we preview? Movies, comics, books, uh, yeah, video just, games? It, yeah, well, I, yeah, that, that was the original intention, but beyond that, no, okay. uh, let's do this. It's loose. It's loose. So, so what's okay. everybody looking forward to? Being as though we've got uh, some some special guests, we we should put them on the spot. What do you, uh, Anna and Dave? Oh, what are you looking man. forward to? There's so many great things coming out this year. I mean, in, in movies, you know. I mean, come on, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Wait for that. I think Zack Snyder is the perfect guy. I think it's time to have an awesome Superman after Superman Returns. Kind of totally, totally <laughs> sucked. Um, that's one thing I think I'm most excited. Sure. There's also a lot in video games, like uh, the new Lara Croft we're seeing this year. 
Yeah, that's going to be awesome. We saw a little at E3. It was badass. Well, isn't that the one that has the rape scene that was all controversial that they're now editing out? I didn't hear about this. Uh, they had a scene that we saw at E3 that was like that, that but, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a precursor to something really bad happening, but nothing actually happened. People yeah. really freaked out at a lot of podcasts a little them too, but got, they got to all up and well, wasn't I, I know that they're they're uh, people are getting all up in arms about um oh, what is it uh dead dead island dead uh, I don't know uh, I don't know what I'm talking about all I know is what I saw at E3 was there was a scene that there was a guy he was a he was rapey he was definitely a rapey guy uh, but you know Laura uh, you know it, it, the whole point is you know we're rebuilding we're rebooting like you know Casino Royale well, what if you're bad at playing the game you just let, let her get raped that, no 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it, it, it was all a cutscene. So, yeah. okay, so, but sometimes these cutscenes are getting interactive. I like to play multiplayer too, rather than being Miles in a Tales is the rapist. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, what about uh, the, the new Superman? About that? that uh, how long is he going to be spending on a crab boat? Because I mean, like, they do with these Superman. They throw some weird shit in the mythology. It's like I don't want to see him thirty minutes in Alaska working on a crab boat. Yeah, we've been calling it a uh, Superman Deadliest Catch. Ah, pretty good. <laughs> We've been wondering if they're going to follow, like, um, you know, uh, the rules of Hancock for how he's going to shave. We haven't quite figured that one out yet. Yeah, that, that is interesting because uh, that, that's something they will have to cover in this because he has a beard. And if mm-hmm. he's uh, if, if, if bullets can go into his eyeball, how come he can shave his own face? Does he have a Kryptonian swatch? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to need to. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think this, I think this movie... It's funny because we haven't seen much sort of action in the uh-huh. trailer, uh, though there have been a lot of like big epic moments in that great trailer. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they balance sort of his. It, it almost looks like he's making sort of an art film, yeah. like in half of the scenes with uh, you know just some uh, badass Man of Steel fighting Kryptonian stuff. Also, the I dude mean, playing Zod is the weird dude from that movie Bug, which uh, he was awesome in that. I love that guy, but I have a feeling he's going to do something really creepy with him. Michael Shannon, I think. Yeah, I know. Is he, he, the best? he is so creepy and awesome. I mean, Boardwalk Empire. He's mm-hmm. so creepy. He so I not got into Boardwalk at all, but I know he's oh, on there. Is that that one, one guy's on Boardwalk I hate, so I won't watch the show, but eventually I'm going to have to succumb and watch it. That's funny. <laughs> who do you hate? Uh, the, the, the younger dude who was in the movie The Dreamers. It's always shown his dong in movies. Oh, Michael Pitt. Yeah, fuck Michael Pitt. He annoys <laughs> me. I don't, I don't like looking at him on screen. He bothers me. Well, uh, <laughs> you must hate Harvey Keitel. I, mean, I don't he, mind Harvey Keitel. I don't, it's not about showing your dog. It's just one of the things I know him as doing. It is, it's more just his general, uh, but he's on screen. It's like, come on, man. Well, he, he's not, he doesn't do the same kind of weird stoner slacker thing in, in Boardwalk Empire he did when he was younger. Yeah. He right, well, I'll, 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 I'll give it a shot eventually. Yeah, well, I mean, we stopped watching after season one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're not really okay, well, fuck that. I'm not watching this now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's that, but Michael Shannon is great. Actor. Yeah, he's he's great in it. He can't not be creepy though. Like that's his thing. He's like he's just uber creepy, which I think will be perfect for Zod. Season two is much better. I'll I'll tell you that right now. For his character and for the faceless man with the mask. Yeah, that guy's awesome. He's my favorite. No, uh, no, that is Angelica Houston's nephew. Oh, nephew. Okay. Yeah. This he explains also, so much. <laughs> he also is one of the 100,000 people who might be Star-Lord. Right. Maybe. He might be what? Star-Lord. Guardians of the Galaxy. You know how they're like every actor yeah. 5 to 35 might be Star-Lord? He was one of the 10,000 that they named. Huh. That'd be cool. 
I'm more interested in uh, Rocket Raccoon. Hell That's yeah. what I've been saying. Anime, who do you think should do the voice of Rocket Raccoon? Bruce Willis. Yeah. I think if not Bruce Willis, Jason Statham. That would be awesome. But it's, it's James Gunn, so he's probably going to go with. He's probably going to fight for one of his uh, staple of people. It'll probably like, like Michael Rooker. Rooker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rooker was awesome in Black Ops too. Yeah, he was. Right. <laughs> he was really good in Super, by the way. He had a really uh, understated yes. role, where he was kind of like the he was like the forlorn henchman. That was like a, like a moment you look at him like he doesn't really like this line of work anymore, but he's trapped in a life he can't uh, he has to commit to. Yeah, well, you're it's right. It's going to be one of Michael Gunn's, uh, you know, stable of people. Uh, can James I just Gunn. request uh, Rain Wilson? Eh. Uh, Star Lord? Oh, no, 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 God, no! As the voice of Rocket <laughs> Raccoon. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I lost it for a second. I don't know, no, because Rocket Raccoon needs to be have like a way cooler voice. Like, he's yeah. a, I mean, you start off with the fact that he is a raccoon that talks. Yeah. Is actually from a planet of insane people. Uh, and and you really need someone that has a really cool voice. Yeah. Or like uh, like Joel Edgerton. Remember how, how cool Joel Edgerton was in an owl movie? Where yeah. He was a bad guy. And oh, I was like, I don't know who this that. guy is. But he's got an awesome voice. Was that, it the Guardians of Owl? Yeah. Watch it. We're huh. talking awesome voice actors. How about Ian McShane? Yeah, oh, agreed. Awesome. It'd, it'd be perfect. Or Powers uh, Booth for that matter. Oh shit! Uh, another Deadwood. <laughs> Who's <laughs> the best? That Van Damme movie was on the other day where he was like taking over a hockey rink. <laughs> Van Damme Sun and Death. Scott and Death. 1996, Penguins game. Yeah, it's a great that movie. Rules. <laughs> I love that movie. It was a terrible movie, but it's a great movie. There's lots of mascot fighting. It. it is. Movie it's movie stealing a mascot costume and fighting him for. Yeah, it's amazing. So good. <laughs> So Superman. <laughs> so Superman. Yeah, no, yeah so no, uh, no, no, no giant spiders in this one? Oh, <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, that's a joke, the whole, yeah. Yeah, the whole Kevin Smith one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean, what I think is interesting about this movie is I think they're going to try to showcase the idea that, you know, I mean, if Superman really existed, you know, everyone would just be like, wow, isn't this fantastic? There's a flying man going around saving the day. <laughs> you know, I think they're going to try to showcase the fact the military would be like, ah, we got to put a lid on this. And him sort of like, you know, I mean, this is yeah, what I'm I mean, assuming he's, is going to happen. He's violating U.S. airspace. They'd shoot him down. Yeah, it's well, they, show him, they show him in uh, handcuffs in the, yeah. in the mm-hmm. trailer or whatever, but what are those special Kryptonian handcuffs? Cuffs, or is he just like placating him? Like, oh, yeah, you can arrest me. This is how it works. Wait, yeah, placate. I think it's just being nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got to earn the trust of humanity before then, he can become Superman. Something's gonna go wrong, and he's gonna break the handcuffs and go flying off. Yeah. That probably is going to happen. I yeah, I, you know, I, I just, agree that that's a possibility because uh, <laughs> Superman movie is bad about. Stop rage quitting. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But I think one of the other things I'm really excited about this year, uh, other than Superman, is uh, Pacific Rim. I think that yeah. movie's going to rule. I think every anime geek in the world is excited about that movie. Oh, you don't even have to be an anime geek, though, really. Yeah. Exactly. If you're into monster movies, I mean, but it, it is truly like half of every anime is pa- basically Pacific Rim. <laughs> it's giant robots piloted by people fighting, you know, aliens or giant monsters. True to that. I mean, it's just like, and Guillermo del Toro, I think he's just unbelievable. I think, you know, not only as, he's one of those guys who not only is awesome at action, 
but also it has real artist cred. Mm-hmm. You know, things like Pan Lab- Pan's Labyrinth, and I don't know, I'm just like, I'm really excited for that. The first trailer we weren't blown away by, but there has been another trailer since that mm-hmm. I think was a little more sort of like wow-worthy. Yes, I think I saw the first one. I wasn't blown away at all, but I've been, uh, I read Devin Farachi, and he was talking about this, he's talking about this movie up a lot, but he always talks up Guillermo stuff. And uh, I saw the first trailer, I wasn't blown away at all. I thought it was going to be uh, a lot more than that, so I have to see the second one because it, it's, it, so far I was like, oh, okay, it looks okay. I mean, it looks good. It's just not. Yeah, the, the second one is actually one from a CES, so if you're. Oh, that's what everybody was talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. The first trailer was sort of like seeing a really, really hot chick and then and then hearing like a really horrible voice come out of her. It didn't work. It like it has amazing footage, but like the trailer just wasn't cut correctly. It didn't give you any idea really what was going on. They were trying to go Cloverfield, you know, not show too much. But I think in the second trailer, they really showcase what this is about. And it's about giant robots punching Godzilla monsters. <laughs> I've had way too much of that lately, and I'm a huge giant robots punching anything fan. But I think that with, you know, Battle L.A., Falling, whatever the other Falling Skies-esque movie was, and then... Uh, uh, Battleship. Battleship, and no, there was another one, too, and I can't remember what Skyline. it was. Yeah, that one, Skyline. Oh, Skyline. There have just been so many of these done poorly within the last two or three years that I just, I'm, I don't care until the movie is in the theater and people start saying, oh, no, it's good. It's not as shitty as all these other ones. Well, I think, th- I, th- I think that's unfair. They're so different. Those are, like, alien invader movies that are, like, sort of, like, mechie-type aliens. This is something where it's going to be sort of Lovecraft, like these giant monsters coming out from beneath, and we're the ones creating these giant, like, robo-jock-esque Avagalian-type creatures, you know, these robot mech suits, to fight them. This is something they really haven't done before in a film. But they have, is my my thing, is that this has happened so much just lately with these films where, ooh, look, it's something coming out of the water, and ooh, look, it's Artek versus them. That it's got to be really cool for me to pay attention. No, they're not tech, though. These are like monsters. These are things like Godzilla, Gamera, stuff like that. So so in the end, it's kind of the same technology. I think kind of what she's arguing a little bit is that it's not necessarily that it's not different. It's that we've had so many things that look similar that it's going to be hard to convince audiences that this is different until you see the reason why Battlefield L.A. and Skyline look similar is I think the guys who directed Skyline did it on their own money out of their own condo, their effects guys. Yeah. And actually, they actually took money that was supposed to go to Battlefield L.A. work and used it for Skyline and repurposed some stuff. So yeah. they're basically they're basically dipping into the kitty while they're making a big-budget movie that sucked to make their yeah. low-budget movie that sucked. But to me, it was pretty <laughs> much just A Bug's Life and Ants being released by two different studios within the same year where someone said, hey, I have this great idea. You pitch it to one studio. They're like, this is awesome. Then the guy gets fired and goes, well, screw you. I'm taking my idea and going somewhere else. And then we get two movies with the exact same premise and some of the exact same, you know, special effects and stuff the same year. Dante's Peak and uh, Volcano. Exactly. Well, that does happen. I mean, I think Skyline is an example of, you know, it's... It's pretty much just a sci-fi channel movie, but with a much better special effects. It's just a terrible... And it's got Eric Balfour. Yeah, it's just a bad movie, bad (laughs) acting, and I mean, it has a few interesting ideas, but they were never developed. Um, I thought the last few minutes were sort of like a, could be a a sort of um, setup for a video game. 
Um, but that's about it. And and you know, Battle LA, that's that's Black Hawk down with aliens. With aliens. Yeah. It's the exact same movie. And I, I think I, the thing is, they're not um I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think Guillermo del Toro is one of the few, you know, action type, sci fi type directors who I really feel is is very much an artist in his own right. And I think that's gonna be the difference. Is yeah, there are a lot of things and a lot of themes, I mean but, you know, we were still, we can still accept how great Batman was because Nolan was a great director. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that doesn't, just because Green Lantern sucked doesn't mean that, you know, well, the Dark Knight. I, I'd argue that the opening nine minutes of Green Lantern and the last 30 seconds are amazing. The, the, the Sinestro <laughs> reveal's great. And then the Abin- <laughs> I, I hate DC Comics. I hate Green Lantern. But that part with Abin Sur at the beginning, I, was, I almost started crying man tears. I'm like, well, how is this affecting me this way? I don't even like this story. Yeah. I, I was I was crying when he made the um, the uh, Matchbox cars uh, like a uh, thing too. Yeah, so. yeah that was that was terrible. My favorite that, was, part. that was the worst well, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I think the problem with Green Lantern, other than the fact that it's horrible, I just don't think Ryan Reynolds is that guy. He yeah, wasn't out want to be that guy. But no. he's not to be that guy. Have you ever seen Hillside? He would have made it Wally West. I'd argue he is the guy. Have you ever seen Hillside or 15? Oh, Ryan Gosling. Soap opera? No. No, they should have no. just changed the name and not made him Hal Jordan. Because I think if they would have made that choice, a lot of the fr- the fans would have accepted the film better. Well, everybody wanted Nathan Fillion, but he's too old and his head's too big now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that uh, Ryan Reynolds would have made a much better Wally West, which yeah. unfortunately is nothing like Hal Jordan. So yeah. you're right. I mean, he's got he, he, you know, his sense of humor is really what comes through. I think the most with him, he's like a funny guy who happens to be really jacked. Um, but uh, I think that um, that movie was just it fell apart for so many reasons. Uh, first off, you can't do the hero not wanting to be a superhero in the first movie. Yeah, I mean that's always the second movie. So they tried to fill in the whole reluctant hero thing in the first movie, which didn't work. And then all, all of a sudden, it was the whole end where he oh. came up with the most like hammy idea of how to beat Parallax. Oh. It was just it was so silly. And like another Green Lantern yeah. corner couldn't do anything they've been doing for years, and he was just like, I got a good idea i'm just gonna dodge out of the way and he's gonna fall in the sun or whatever it was just <laughs> mark strong was a perfect sinestro though i actually believe he was. He yeah, was. Well, I, I didn't think he was human when i watched him like well it's, they found an awesome purplish pink dude yeah. he's pulling the shit off and the late great michael clark duncan was great as the mm-hmm. voice of uh what's his name he's the late tolerable the aliens in that were fantastic it's just I wanted uh, more of the main that story film. that was crap you know, that for me was like, I felt so bad because I really wanted Green Lantern to be good because I do, I, you know, I love comic books. But I got to say, like, what I saw, every time I see Parallax, you're not supposed to laugh at the, the villainous alien. Like, he looks like a giant skeleton fart cloud. <laughs> and there's just no two ways about it. Like, if you're not laughing at Parallax, it's because you really want this movie to work. Because any other per like, honestly, you know in your heart of hearts, that's just so stupid looking. Oh, yeah. and I'd argue Parallax is funnier during his deaf comedy jam. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what are you going to do? So, uh, so speaking of Eric Balfour, just to uh, you know, go back. Please, I love a, Eric Balfour. Talk. Are we talking about there. Haven. Yeah, I want to. I want to know. So I watched like the first episode and a half, and then got distracted and didn't go back to it yet, for no good reason, really. It was it was enjoyable. Uh, my question to those of you who have seen it: uh, Is it worth watching? Well, it's uh, it's based on the Colorado Kid, Stephen King uh, novella, I think. Uh, but it's it, that was really contained. I didn't read it; I've just read the synopsis. And in the series, they explore all the stuff that's not really canon out of King stuff. 
So they connect okay. all this different stuff into his uh, his mythologies. Uh, I've seen most of season one, and I caught up and I watched the end of season three, and they're kind of still stuck in the same format and formula. But there was a great episode. She, the chick on there, she plays Elena in uh, Uncharted yeah. series. And they got the dude who plays the dude, uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted on there. As, oh, like, some, did not. Really? Yeah, yeah, for some townsperson. It was this season, and it was like episode nine. And he plays some random dude who's like in a coma, but he wakes up from his coma and makes the whole town go into a coma. That's his troubles, as they call it. Everybody has powers in this town. Uh, they call them troubles, and that's what it is, and they hang out. And when you see them on screen, they're like, oh, my God. Their voice yeah, I would totally great. have like an uncharted obsession right there. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they also have Claudia Black on, who uh, no way. is awesome. Yeah. She's always awesome. Yeah, yeah. Chloe. Yes. I love when they come out with new sci-fi shows and, like, all the sci-fi legends show up just for fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's great when they do that. Yeah, I mean, Uncharted is definitely one of the best video game franchises ever made, and there's only, like, three games, but it's just, it's so good and so exciting, and I do so want to see... So cinematic. So cinematic, and I do want to yeah. see that purely because... I do want to see a little of Haven purely because I found out she does do... Yeah, Emily Rose yeah. does. Yeah. Apparently but, she's from my town, and she's, like, my exact age, and yeah. I had no idea. I saw her in John from Cincinnati. I'm like, this lady's terribly annoying. I hate her. And then I played Uncharted that same year. I'm like, this game's, this game's great, and I had no idea it was the same person. Wow, John from Cincinnati. Yeah, the, uh, the mom jacked off the Sun TV show. Uh, are we boning Kai? Yeah, are we boning Kai? Yeah, John from Cincinnati. That show was... I've never seen a show so quickly deep six by an executive producer going, I don't know. like oh. four episodes or something? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was doing... You know, I think it was doing okay. <laughs> and then the then the creator was like on a show and he was like, I have no idea what this is about. And... <laughs> it was about surfing and God, bro. Yeah, I know exactly. It was and, like, and hand jobs from your mom. That's creepy. Did that happen on the show? <laughs> yeah, uh, Rebecca DeMornay, The reason why she was so weird and messed up, and her son was a heroin addict, is when she was uh, when he was thirteen and was surfing professionally. She dropped acid and saw oh he had a boner and came in his room and jacked him off. And then John from uh, Cincinnati, who's God, told her it's okay, and he makes the hand job uh, motion. Just, what? just wow! It's a TV just show. That one. Huh. God forgave her for hand jobbing her son. It, it makes the hand job motion, which is the best part. Wow. Oh. <laughs> and where do we go from there? Yes. Yeah, uh, we go watch the series now and enjoy it. Just have a commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Oh, so uh, there, there's a, there's another thing for uh, Dune, Dune and Geo watch stuff. Yeah. It which, is. by the way, I've been uh, I, I've been listening to your stuff. First of all, Geo. Uh, regarding your normal Get It On podcast, I know you're very successful with that and everything, but fuck your long-ass fucking episodes. Four-plus hours? Holy shit. Oh, that's a, that's I feel a light like one. I have asshole. a 21-hour episode. I have a 21-hour episode. That's, four hours is an easy episode. 21 hours? Shit. Yeah. Does anyone Ooh. actually listen that far? They do. 6,000 people hear them all. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, that's a long episode. That is a long episode. A lot of it, it's it's a weird structure. A lot of it's old clips and things, so it's only me on it. Or usually I try to keep my stuff down to two hours or less. So, yeah, okay. So I'm making sense. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, who's excited about Star Trek? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, like. Come on, dude, stop making it. You know you're excited. You yelled at me the other day for saying I wasn't excited. 
You know, I got to say, you know, J.J. Abrams is, I think he's pretty amazing. I, I've i always had issues with Lost, and I don't want to get that because I know I'm sure as a lot of people love Lost. But well, J.J. We, didn't really work on Lost that much. He, yeah, he, stopped. In-game That's only. First yeah. half. Oh, and I know separating himself from it, uh, you know, uh, as he left and as it got worse and worse. But basically my whole thing was I wasn't really a fan of his until Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And then Star Trek came out, and I I think he's awesome. I mean, he made Star Trek so cool again at a time where it really needed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited for the sequel. I think it's going to be amazing. Well, Abram's great at launching things. He's great at starting shows and launching them or launching movies and then kind of wandering off to the next project. Yeah, he's kind of the uh, the Dune of movies. Yeah. (laughs) He's great at impregnating ladies. He's not so good at raising his kids. Yeah. Yes. Also, I'm a fan of the uh, regarding Henry era J.J. Abrams, so. Oh, my uh, God. Regarding Henry. Jeez. (laughs) He wrote that, but, uh, you know, Uh, there's a guy on Lost who gets credit to, like, a Jeff Loeb or something. And he's one yeah. of these guys, like, on The Simpsons. He wrote character names for Lloyd Braun on ABC that just basically were, like, Jack. And then he had this whole series that was cast away the series and they threw it all out. But they used, like, two names that he used. So he gets a creator credit on the show, even though he never wrote a word you ever saw. And he, he's made millions of dollars without ever doing anything. That's well, awesome. That's, that's Jeff amazing. Loeb, like, the long Halloween Jeff Loeb? It's yes, what's yes. like that. It's with Kevin, it is the same Jeff Loeb. Oh, it is? Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, then. he was uh, he was part of the whole heroes thing too for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, yeah. He was in the heroes thing. I remember that was the worst. Like I knew the beginning of the end. We were at Comic Con and Heroes season one had just finished, and we were in like uh, ballroom twenty or whatever, and Heroes was there. And I think Jeff Lope introduced. He's like, I know we're somewhere in between uh, the Beatles and Jesus right now. <laughs> he actually said that, and everyone's oh, like, Yeah. Season two is gonna be the greatest thing ever. Yeah, they just ruined that show. That the season one was the slowest build to nothing, and yeah. then when they flash forward to the future, they finally touched on some cool ass shit with the heroes speaking English and the weird nuke powers and shit. And then season two, oh, let's neuter the the guy that's awesome. That's completely get rid of all the stuff people like and let's go to Japan. It was it was the worst. It was the beginning and end for that show. They they should have just stuck with what they were doing because they finally they really found did blow it with season two. Oh, big time. I mean, they can use, you know, obviously the writer's strike is a, is a good reason for why it sucked. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think they just, they, I think they kind of spent everything they wanted to in the first season. Yeah. And they are, they already went through, like, they, they did the whole Watchmen thing, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, Days of Future Past. They kind of got a lot of other, like, popular uh, storylines from other comic books, like, out in the first <laughs> season. And they're sort of like, uh, what are we going to do now? Let's, you know. Well, they didn't really explore everything. And also, uh, the creator created Crossing Jordan, so I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Up. I In love train. Crossing Jordan. It's one of my favorite shows. I always wanted to get into it, but I never, I never could. It felt fun, but it just it seemed like a terrible That's your show. Fault, not the shows. I can't watch that show. I'm going to blame Jill Hennessy. She didn't welcome me enough into the show. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, I agree. Yeah, Crossing Jordan, it's not a bad show, but it's sort of like, like a soda that's been sitting out for too long. And so it's just sort of like, you know, it's not really Plus, bubbly anymore. Well, you have to keep in mind there weren't any, you know, female-centric shows of that nature. We had the strong characters on Law & Order, but nothing really like that. And this was right before CSI really took off. If you're looking for strong characters, you should start looking towards men. Am I right? (laughs) I I agree. The Law & Order. I love the Law & Order DAs. They're my favorite. Casey Novak. Oh, it's my phone. I love her so much. She was on a, uh, was it a Steve Agee podcast recently. She revealed she's been in like three major disasters 
including the Alitalia plane crash from like 96, which is not even on the internet. And a bunch of people's necks snapped and everybody died. And she had like a little boy next to her. So I asked her, are we going to die? And she was just some stranger boy. And she was, yeah, we're probably going to die. And then she was in uh, downtown on 9-11. And then she was also in like some Taipei earthquake where there was like 3,000 bodies on the street. And she's telling these stories. I was like, holy shit, there's a whole bunch more to her than I, I knew. And also I already liked her, so I like her a lot more now. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she also, she, might, she also might be immortal. She's the cheerleader from Heroes. Pretty much. <laughs> she's the uh, Captain Jack of our universe. Exactly. But speaking of... Back here. Speaking of, I just uh, started watching that show. Because I'm in England, so fuck you. Torchwood? No, no, Torchwood. Oh, Torchwood. Oh, man, Torchwood. Oh, man. You know, Torchwood, the first two seasons, really good. Uh, Was it Children of Earth? Is that what it's called? Children of Earth. Children of Earth is amazing. And then Miracle Day happens. And then Miracle Day happened. (laughs) And then Miracle Day happened. And you're like... Uh-huh. It it's was so, I don't even know what they were thinking. It was so bad. Well, you ever see those pictures of their, like, people, like, you know, they're all happy and good, and then, like, five years after having a meth addiction? That's sort of, <laughs> that's sort of a uh, miracle day. You're talking about yeah, faces of meth. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was, like, take away everything that people liked about the show. It's kind of like heroes we were talking about, is, is if you ask somebody, what do you like about this show, and then did the exact opposite, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah I mean... Oh. Uh, every and, and, and it's a shame because really, like uh, uh, children, children of Earth is just unreal. It's one it of the so best good. things that year that mm-hmm. came out, uh, and it was as good as almost anything that they did on Doctor Who. But man, like yeah. Miracle Day is so bad. They should it's, have ended it there. And not only is it bad, but like it's repulsive in a lot of ways too. Like the yeah. whole uh, Bill. Uh, uh, Pullman character, yeah, was just like you know the whole was like was basically saying like you know all of humanity sucks and we deserve whatever happens to us. It's wow. like, so I should just not watch that one. No, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, well I you should see. Yeah, I mean, Mir- Miracle Day you can go with or without, but it's also like you know it really says something because they worked in, conu- in in conjunction with stars <laughs> for Children of Earth, so it's like. Oh, great. You know, America screwed this up. Yeah. I mean, Miracle Day is weird because there are a few moments that I think were very good. And there are a few moments that were kind of like outrageous that that were sort of worth seeing. Uh, But, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like it's like it's like uh, it's like having a, a racist grandpa. It's like you don't have to agree with most of what he's saying, but you still love him because he's grandpa. <laughs> My grandpa's yeah. a racist grandson. I would, I would <laughs> kind of a of Earth if I were you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I, you I would, you, I would cho- choose that. But I love Torchwood. Okay. Yeah. yeah Torchwood. So we actually did Torchwood before Doctor Who. Oddly enough, we saw that before we started watching Doctor Who, and uh, and then uh, we saw the uh, what did we saw the Cyberman girlfriend episode? Yeah. Right? And we we're like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Torchwood's good. It's a good show. Right on. Yeah, no, I really like it. I, I actually, uh, I think I did the same thing. I watched a Torchwood episode before I saw Doctor Who. I just watched the first one, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on, but this seems pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I started from the beginning of Doctor Who, but I love Torchwood. I think it's very, I, I think it's fun. I love the cast, and I mean, if you're going to have a spinoff show, it might as well be something that's, like, more fun, you know? Oh, for sure. And how awesome is it that John Barrowman is on Arrow? Uh-huh. I love him. <laughs> Isn't Arrow great? I mean, you guys. Arrow is great. In a Arrow's weird, awesome. seriously. 
Arrow's awesome. <laughs> Arrow's like, yeah, hey guys, I love yeah. Birds of Prey. It's great. Okay, oh, I love yeah. Birds of Prey just of for me. Of course you love Sarah. Birds of Prey. Just Birds for me and Sarah, because she's the perfect grown-up Harley. Huh. Yeah, well, Birds of Prey wasn't very good, but I think Arrow, I think they got it right. I think they did what they did well for Smallville. But yeah, they because they used everything they had in Smallville right yeah. down I'm in the freaking mansion. Pilot they do. The they use the same set. It's the same house. It's the yeah. Luther yeah. mansion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's that That's that place in B.C. They that, don't have the money to get somewhere else. Yeah, seriously. But, but, well, forget that. What else place is cooler looking from the outside? I mean, it's like Gaius Baltar's yeah, house, that, also in that neck of the woods. The thing about Arrow that is that I think my expectations were so low that as long as I can enjoy myself, I don't mind. Like, that raises my expectations. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to stare myself in the eyes. This is okay. Oh, I think Arrow is, like, really cool and really fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly. And it has Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon rules. I love. Yes. So. No plenty of eye candy, which I appreciate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like I've seen a lot of really bad superhero shows in my lifetime, and Arrow is is not one of them. I think Arrow's pretty cool. Is it the best show on TV? Clearly not. Oh, God, no. I don't, I'd argue it is the best show on TV, even though I can't support the bow-related arts. Nah. I mean, and also, that's the thing. I mean, Green Arrow, he's kind of a he's kind of a lame character, honestly. He was never... Kind of? He's lamer than Hawkeye. But, but, Hawkeye's the lamest character ever but, made. Yeah, he no, Aquaman is the lamest character ever he made. He never made sense. They're like, let's make Robin Hood and Batman and put them together. But I think that they that do a really, like, really good job. Honestly, I, I like the show. It's hey, fun. Green Arrow saved kids from becoming junkies. That's true. Uh, true. No, no. He was a junkie first, and then he fixed him. Of course, you're talking to a guy who was really sad when Smallville ended after their tenure. Oh, yeah. So, got it. I was really sad that they didn't kill the entire cast and crew for making that abortion tenure. Oh. Hey, Smallville had some good moments, man. You know what? If they would have just done, if they would have just done what they did in in at the end of season ten, at the end of season five, and then had five uh-huh. seasons of tights and flights. I, yeah, you know they would have been oh, you know doing what? right. There was a, there was a people. key moment in that show. It went from Bill of the Week season one, which I, I had to stop watching almost immediately when they had the dad from the Wonder Years on there, uh, and then the, the, they got to season three, and there was a moment where Lex Luthor learned everything about Clark Kent, and he had a moment where he could choose to let him keep that knowledge or get his mind erased, and let him get his mind erased. But it was like this brief moment where they were totally on even ground. I was like, well, this could be a completely new angle. And they just they uh, shot it down in one episode. It was like on Dexter when him and Dokes teamed up. And then they, uh, from the books, they never got to it on the show. And it well, was it was like every episode, you know, like either Lana or like Lois would find out a secret and then get knocked in the head yeah. and totally forget everything. <laughs> but that's TV, right? I mean, it's all in the middle. It's like they they can't, they could never let him be Superman or the show would be over. I that's mean, that's not, just a that's problem with the structure just... of TV. That's not just TV. That's comic books. <laughs> that is comic books. Exactly. And, and thus the reboots. Exactly. And the and the that's a great. I mean that that is exactly. It. I mean that's how these characters endure for so long. Is it's it's all in the middle. But um, I don't know, man. There were some great moments in the last two seasons of Smallville. I thought the Justice Society uh, yeah. America uh, episode was really cool. Yeah, you just have to not watch like the. You can watch like, two or three seasons, <laughs> after, like two seasons, and cut out all of the middle. Yeah. You need somebody to tell you what seasons are okay, and then just watch those. Exactly. Yeah, it's easy. It's uh, one through three, and then eight, nine, ten. Everything Smallville, else. a show so good it made the lead retire from acting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, 
I'm pretty sure he doesn't act anymore. I mean, also, he doesn't really act on the show. The fog, you'd know why he didn't act. I did see, I did see the fog. It was the, it was terrible. Yeah, it had a chick from Lost butt cheeks in it for some no explainable reason. It was like, hey, look at her butt cheeks for a while. Okay, yeah, which chick? That's true. And then he got kidnapped in France, and Liam Neeson saved her. Well, if he was, um, if he was smart, he just saved all that money from the ten seasons, and now he doesn't have to work anymore. Yeah, he I never wanted so. to be an actor in the first place. Yeah, he was a, like literally a model who was just like, eh, I guess I'll be an actor. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, he has like my life story. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, but you know, whatever. It's it's all it's all good fun. You know, I wouldn't put it up there with like, you know, it's not like Breaking Bad, but it, it's a good time. Yeah. Sometimes that's enough, you know. Sometimes just having something that's kind of fun and like geeky. It's enough, you know? I know, for me at least. That's why I like Especially. Arrow. I don't expect a freaking uh, Golden Globe out of that show. <laughs> it's fun, whatever. I just expect and I, I, to keep my attention for more than two episodes. And it didn't. Yeah, no, that's what you asked for. <laughs> Although, you know, yeah, no, I've I... tried a few shows after not liking them for the first two episodes, and then I try them again, and eventually I like them. And Battlestar Galactica took me three tries before I got to finish that show, and I am really glad I did, but the first few episodes were either too dark or I just couldn't focus, and if I would given up, then I never would have seen it. Yeah, you know, BSG, I wasn't a big fan of the um, of the miniseries, but the series, I was hooked instantly. Mm-hmm. That first episode of the series I thought was amazing. But, yeah, I mean, BSG is an interesting one. But, you know, there's some big shows that we just can't get into no matter how, how many times we try. Fringe. Uh, Fringe, we can't get into. Um, you know, uh, Bleach, which we love anime. Bleach is a huge anime. Every time we try to start it, we can't do it. We yeah. just can't do it. But then it. everyone tells us you have to wait until season two for it to be good. And we're yeah. like, but we can't get through season one to get there. So that was my problem with Doctor can't Who. Can't you skip it? Uh, no, because there's a lot that you kind of uh-huh. need to learn. Yeah, I mean, then all of a sudden you're like, well, what is this character? What does that mean? You have to go back and see you're like, well, okay, you know, you don't understand it. You know, it's sort of lost in translation. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's just some shows like that. Like, they don't really hit, you know, their sort of stride. Awesomeness, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you Str- watch Fringe, right? You know no, what? I, just- I, I watched the first, like, three or four episodes when it first came out, and then I was like, yeah. fuck this. This is bullshit. You know, they've got beautiful titles. Whoever the, the guy doing the titles is should deserve <laughs> oh, amazing, fucking yeah. Emmy. Uh, but the the acting, you know, the characters were unbelievable, and I hated the woman, and the old man yeah. was yeah, not believable. Kind of, and really Josh dope. Jackson yeah. is great, but I don't care about him that much. Um, yeah, we feel... Like I like and I was like, fuck this, and I left. And then... People were, t- you know, people like Carl. Carl was telling me, "Oh yeah, it's good," and uh, a bunch of other people were telling me, "Yeah, it's actually a good show." Um, and then I, 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 I saw the pilot. It. I saw the pilot uh, dipped out. Went back in season three, checked a few episodes here or there. It was good. Season four was okay, and then season five they flipped the script and they did what they did in Angel season five, where now they actually but they went full apocalypse on the show. That, yeah, they went full apocalypse. Yeah, but uh, it, it it was okay. I mean, there was some some boring stuff in there, but overall, pretty good season. They just did the finale. I watched it out here, and uh, it was okay. It didn't it didn't it wasn't you know as far as finales are usually disappointing. They kind of hit all the notes they needed to hit, and uh, it was uh, I think it's an okay series. It's not uh, it's not great, but uh, it's a lot better than <laughs> how many other shows that uh, Abrams is involved in end. That's cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to it and checking it out. 
Yeah, for me, it was sort of like X-Files is one of my favorite shows of all time. It felt like Diet X-Files, and I really hated Anna Torner. Well, that's how they were in the show came out, was they were calling it the new X-Files, and that's what made me never want to watch it, because they tried it. That's Fox's promotional department. I know, they they did that I don't know how many times with different shows, like Harsh Realm, and, I mean, Millennium was going on at the same time, and at least they did a crossover of that. But but those are both Chris Carter, so that makes more sense. Yeah, like, oh, this guy's just one idea. No, I don't understand, because Fringe is honestly, in my opinion, it's very little like X-Files. I don't see the the connection. After season one, they they get rid of the uh, kind of case per week stuff, mostly. Yeah, well, I only watched the first few episodes. And that seemed like it. That's how they advertised that one, too. Which one? Millennium was crazy. Bones. Pretty much any show that that Fox does with the male and female partner team solving cases, crimes, whatever, they will advertise as the new X-Files. Well, the X Files is really Fox's deepest history. You know, if you go if you go beyond that, you're talking about like Herman's Head. They're not they don't have the benefit other networks have of like 30 years of shows, so they can't they can't really reference much else. And also, whenever they try to sell shit in that Friday night time slot, the only show that worked there was X Files, which they moved to Sundays. So it doesn't even make sense because they were only there a couple of years. But anytime they try to make a show work that Friday night time slot, they'll always work the X Files angle. Or if it's Joss Whedon, we'll just air the episodes out of order and then beg him to come to the show five years later. And then canceling them. Yeah. And then canceling it. And then airing them out of order while canceling it. Yep. Great. Except that S.H.I.E.L.D. probably won't be, so... Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait. So... What? What? Hey, guys. By the way, uh, you know, I, I might have something that people might be... Uh, What? Agent Coulson? Yeah. Yeah, we already know, bro. You do? Yeah, he's going to be in the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, but they're not going to go over the past, so he's either going to be Vision, a computer recreation of himself, or LMG. some other... Or yeah. all of the above. Yep. Oh, actually, none of the above. Let me... Let me... Let me oh. find Damn this. it, Kevin! What? <sighs> Spoilers. This is Comics Online, folks. Spoilers all the time. Do you want yes, to hear about it or not? Yes, of course. Spell um, it. You shot. Yeah. His death, staged by Fury. Of course. Yes. I got that huh. right. Yeah. Does that mean uh, that he can I gotta show find up in the, the movie. It's around again? here somewhere. Um, yeah, go on. Continue talking about it, and I will find it, and I will read you some excerpts from the script of the pilot. You know, we just, we just did a show about this, so staged by Fury as in... Uh, you know, he didn't actually die, or Correct. it was an LMD that looked like him. Uh, he did actually die. Whether or not uh, what was laying there dying was him or an L- LMD has not been revealed. But he did okay. never—he never did die. Well, yeah. there, there's a long history in Shield comic books of these life model decoys. You know, they yeah. look exactly like uh, these Shield uh, VIPs uh, mm-hmm. in every way. You know, uh, their hair, their oh, smell, yeah, their retinas. Hey, uh, and uh, and apparently, like a bunch what? of them had them. Yeah, even Tony Stark had an LMD. Yeah. So yeah. every time well, they referred to it in his uh, fake voicemail message. Exactly. Shame at all times. Yeah, but I I think it might as well be Coulson did, but he just didn't die because it, I think that the his whole like end result thing is much more impactful if it was him <laughs> saying it, not a decoy. <laughs> 
well, just I want him to be Vision. They can. They can. Mm-hmm. I want to be Vision too. I, I want the. Uh, I want the either white Vision or the weird green red one. I want green and yellow Vision, so he can knock up Scarlet Witch whenever we see her. He was dating a cellist. I know. I know. That's what I. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, oh, please let her name be Wanda. Please let her name be Wanda. <laughs> Well, they can't do Scarlet Witch, right? What the sex? Because that's uh, Fox owns that. <laughs> yeah, Fox owns them. Are you sure on that? Because they did some. They did some breakdown. Yeah. What they actually own. They, they, there's some. There's some question as to whether or not they even no, own. Fox, Fox owns basically mutants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but there, there's some question on uh, some of the offspring and the smaller uh, ancillary characters, like even yeah, like but Galactus. Yeah, she's not a small character. She's Magneto's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand that, but she crosses over to do. Avengers West Coast and all that stuff. So I there's think, yeah. right, and they're talking about the possibility of the Spider-Man connection because that's another one where Fox is like, "Do we own them? I don't know. Do we possibly?" Yeah. Well, they uh, they they can probably uh, like. What is it called? They can probably ask Fox and like pay a fee to get a few characters back if they want to. But well, they've been talking about some other ideas. Like they were going to put the new Osborne building in the Avengers, but they didn't have the final res of it done. So it was going to be the New York skyline in the Avengers just to make it uniform. Right. And both companies agree upon it. So there, there's a move here. And also, uh, Disney's going to be way more successful with all their stuff than Fox or Sony. So it's going to be wise for them to want to play ball a bit and make some sort of deals and have some sort of crossover, especially considering what DC is going to try to do with their movies. I think we'll see more crossovers in those two universes after Days of Future Past comes out. Yep. Maybe. Uh, I don't Wolverine 2 is, is a present-day film that takes place after all the X-Men movies, which I was shocked to learn, which makes me a lot more interested. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I don't know. I, I think there might be more competition. <laughs> it's so big. Uh, I don't. I think there might be a bigger problem with doing the crossover type of things between Fox and. Well, it's, it's going to be. It's going to become a Marvel versus DC thing, and if it's Warner Brothers has all of DC and all these Fox properties are, you know, a few Marvel things here, a few Marvel things at Sony, and the rest at Disney. There's going to be a point where it's going to be smart to take all that money as opposed to let DC go. Yeah, but these students have problems playing ball with one another when it comes to who oh, gets yeah. money for what. And that's they don't need to necessarily go, we're going to give you all the mutants. They'll be like, okay, you can have Scarlet Witch. Like, you know, they can just have... You can option this can list Jessica of mutants. Drew. Yeah, like you can have Jessica Drew with Spider-Woman, but she was also S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra agent first, so she could go there, technically. And yeah, this is- I mean, I, believe me, I, I wish, I, I hope that happens. I just don't think it will. I just because want to see Coulson get some. I, I don't think they'll be able to make an agreement, frankly, on, on, on you know, on... Exactly. Pre-Avengers, I agree with you, but now, now that Whedon basically runs the film division of Marvel, you know, he gets the creative voice of it, he can make things happen that other people can't make happen. And so there's I, so and many also, fans now of the series working in these higher-up positions in yep. these companies and seeing the success of Avengers. They're going to be like, you know what? Let's take the chance and do this because look how much money they made with this shit. It's all, it all comes down to money in the end, and then it also comes down to competition. If you can make a greater threat in the threat of Warner Brothers and DC uh, p- pictures, then you can easily make people unify and come together over it. Be like, oh, fuck them. Which I, I hope for because I'm a Marvel fanboy. Oh, yeah, I'm well, a complete gonna be- Marvel fanboy myself. Yeah. I'd love to see Carol Danvers. It's like top of my list of somebody I'd like to that see. That would but- be awesome. I, I found I- it, by the way. Well, because she's definitely not owned by anyone. She's a great character to bring in that they could, because, uh, I mean, she's, we all know her, but she's a great main female character. And she technically was a fighter pilot, too, so they could do something with her as, like, an army person long before they need to worry about her being Captain Marvel. Yeah, but then again, but she's in Fantastic Four. 
Mm. Who is? What? Carol. Yeah, she Captain what? Danvers is in Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Where? But see, nobody wanted to sit through that movie all the way. <laughs> oh, I've you're making Carl movie. cry. Who is she? Who is she? So we all need to go back and watch that. Yeah, she's in it. Sorry, sorry, Chelsea. Are she's you in sure? it. I promise you. Is yes, it, she is. Is she just a girl that it's implied the Human Torch has sex with? Because that's not really in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, Human they Torch call her being Captain in Danvers, Air- and it's a blonde uh, Air Force pilot. Oh, 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 Niners on the board. It'd be nice to have like a, a, a female with real superpowers in the Avengers. It would yeah. be cool if they could have a character like that. Because I think Black Widow was really cool, but like you know, She's her and Hawkeye. They don't really have much powers, and it would be cool to have. Because that character, I mean, she's, she's like, you know, she's like Superman, basically. You know, I, she I, can fly, she has super strength. I'm looking at the IMDb, and there's not a Carol Danvers or Lieutenant Danners or anything on the IMDb list. You're talking about the woman that was flirting with him. Her name was Captain Ray, not Danvers. Oh, I kidding. would suggest looking up the wiki for the film because most of the time the IMDb oh, is you not know what? You're fully right. accurate. Just kidding. It was Frankie Ray. It's Nova. It's not. Uh, yes. Ah. Not Carol. <laughs> No, nope. oh, so it, oh, weird. That's a weird. She wasn't she just like an idiot in the comic books? Was she a pilot? I don't remember being a pilot. She had a thing with she had a thing with uh, Johnny Storm, so they were trying yeah, to throw that she in. She became oh. the the next Herald uh, of Galactus. She was Nova. Oh yeah, dude. Johnny Storm is such a dick. We were doing research on the thing about how the thing like like didn't he die in the Human Torch? Just like got with his chick. Yeah. Well, yes. no, he, he he stayed on the uh, the battle world from uh, Secret Wars. Right. That was it exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it. He's a dick. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. I mean, no no arguments. <laughs> are you guys uh, are you are you guys excited about the the reboot with the director of Chronicle, Josh Trank? Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what? it's got to be better. Yeah, they're doing a reboot of Fantastic Four already. It's instead oh, of using Tim Story. Sorry. Oh, it's his story. He shouldn't have ever made one of those movies. He was he was way out of his depth. So I, I can't wait to see somebody else do it. I liked uh, the actions, the, the flying bits in Chronicle. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, Chronicle, I thought, was a really, you know, it was it was the best non-comic book, you know, actual superhero movie. Um, and also Most the best superhero movie ever. Oh, of course, they all are. But it, it, was, it was an origin story. But it was, it was kind of as interesting... Smallville-style elements, what I call them, with the acting, where the acting Agreed. goes, and also the, the relationships and all that shit. But uh, the rest of it was pretty neat, and they you know, they made the found footage stuff kind of work. It, I mean, that was kind of stupid. It didn't need to be there, but it was kind of impressive technically, I guess. Yeah, yeah but that's well, I, I, I just, directing job. They really want to give him something this big? Well, the, the last guy was Tim Story. He made Barbershop, and then he got to make that. Okay, happen. good thing. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Chronicle, I think, is a great example of doing a lot with a little. I mean, the thing is, it's like, have you ever seen um, um, Neil Neil Bloomkamp's uh, little movie that, you know, was the inspiration of District 9? It wasn't exactly the most, like, wow thing ever yeah. made. Alive in Joburg. Yeah, Alive in Joburg. But, you know, the thing is, it shows you can tell a story. It shows you have, you know, you have this vision. And I, I think he's going to be awesome. I mean, Chronicle was amazing. First off, Chronicle was basically, I don't know about the Smallville stuff, it was essentially an American version of Akira. 
it was almost the same exact well, movie. It's interesting you mentioned that because the the thing with the rocks, I was thinking of Akira a little bit, but uh, what was more Akira to me than to me was uh, the Bruce Willis thing, Looper, the little kid at the end. That was that was very Akira to me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I never mean, thought that, of either one of those, and you guys are totally right. That character, sure, he does have, but but I think the problem is you got to remember the the whole deal with Akira was you know Tetsuo being the one who was sort of. Uh, you know, inferior in the shadow of, you know, the, his cooler, like, friend or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't the same thing in Chronicle. Chronicle was more about abuse and stuff like that. But their dynamics were, were very similar. And, and the big explosion at the end was very similar. And overall, I think that, you know, that Akira... And they've even said, they, they even said, uh, you know, that that was one of the big inspirations mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think, listen, I think Fantastic Four is going to be tough to do well no matter what. I think when it was... Without connecting to the larger Marvel Universe, I don't know how, how you do it now, because they already tried, they already tried, and they fucked it up so bad. Well, I just think, you know, when it originally came out, you got to remember, it was so, like, revolutionary, because Stan Lee, you know, he made these superhero with problems. You know, that's why he's so popular, and that's why we all love Marvel Comics. But, in so back then, it was like, oh my gosh, it's like a sitcom and comic books mm. that we have, like, now. And But it's not really edgy anymore. You know, back then, it was like, wow, and edgy, and now it's, it's commonplace, yeah. because it was so popular. And so I think that's going to be what's tough, and I think that's why they got someone like... Trank, who did something like Chronicle that that was a little edgier, to try to to give it that because um, it's well, never going to be Batman. It's never going to be like woo, but you know they, they got to do well, something. Sure, he can film dudes flying, but can he film Ice Cube cutting hair? That's what we need to know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Geo. So, uh, so, uh, oh, and so, would you guys be interested in hearing some of the uh, the pilot? Yeah, please. Hey, listeners, spoiler alert. Spoiler Mm -hmm. alert. Uh, This may or may not be uh, the the final shooting script. I suspect that it is. Um, And this is just some crap I found off the internet. Oh, I wrote Uh, this. (laughs) Yeah. Written by... This is fan fiction by Giovanni, as far as I know. If if Agent Coulson's giant dong saves him from the stab wound, this Mm -hmm. is my draft. So... (laughs) I thought that was Dune's draft. Okay. So, uh, external city street day, long lens shot of a crowded street, no sound except the voiceover. You can feel it, can't you? We're changing. Uh, and it's an Asian street, and it's a, when you walk down the sidewalk, people look you in the eye. We're connected now. Connected by a sense of wonder, or is it fear? Something, or fear of something above us, of something beyond us. Uh, and that sounds a little heroes-esque. Uh, and then you got, uh, and, and you got a, uh, a father of a kid who goes and, uh, and saves some people from a burning building, uh, by punching his hands into the wall of the building and, and scaling it that way. Uh, he's oh. got powers. Apparently he's not a mutant if, uh, Fox owns all the mutants, but, uh. This is Wallpuncher Joe. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Well, uh, it's actually Wallpuncher Mike. Oh, uh, they, they, they changed the name up like on Hulk when they changed it uh, so it would be less faggy. Right, right. So instead of Joe, it's Mike. Um, yeah, well, it was originally Wallpuncher Stefan. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so so he, he saves some people, and, uh, and then uh, what else do we have here? Um, 
at the end of that scene, you've got this voiceover again. There are things we can't explain, but someone can. Someone holds all the secrets, decides what we know and what we never will. The people in the shadows. Are you watching right now? Something impossible just happened. Uh, what are you going to do about it? And then it cuts to the title over Black Shield. And, dun, dun, dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Uh, external Paris evening. Three black SUVs speed, speed along the Seine. What? So I'm guessing that Colson is going to be the lead in this, right? Or the leader of them. I think of the leader, yeah. He's used for TV acting. He was on, what, the old Christine? Old Christine, yeah. And Sex in the City. He was. Oh, I, I wouldn't know that. Who knew that? <laughs> he was in a lot of good stuff. I mean, I, I would totally put him as lead. I'm just guessing that since... He didn't he do came... anything gross on Sex in the City, did he? He wasn't like some sort of weird fetishist guy or anything, Yes, right? he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> he wanted Miranda, the red-headed lawyer, to pee on him. Well, who doesn't? Wait, he said weird. <laughs> Why? Well, and then he lied about... Like, he wanted to pee in the mouth, because that's weird, but anywhere else... And then know. he lied about being a doctor. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah, come on It's now. a great way to see naked women. I don't see a problem with this. <laughs> it's a great way to get oh, peed right. on by dykes. Ah. <sighs> Welcome back to the tomorrow. Get It On oh, yeah, podcast. It's tomorrow. Yep. I'm, that yeah. too. I'm really excited. It looks good. I can't wait. Kevin Bacon and what, what's the guy that's... What's the British guy? Yeah, yeah, I love him. Well, the, yeah, the word right. on that show is that it's like two episodes in and it takes some sort of crazy twist. Like, you'll watch the first one, you'll think it's something, and then apparently it gets very ominous from there. Well, the whole reason they're doing it is because, what is it, uh, NBC or CBS is doing the Hannibal yeah. series. Yeah. And yeah. It's kind of like their answer to that. Well, you know, I mean, we actually saw the about half show? Of the pilot at Comic-Con. Um, of the following or... The following, the following, yeah. 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 So they were at the Fox movie. booth yeah. for a while, and it was it was it was good. It was really good. I mean, I yeah. don't know if it'll be like one of those things that that is really popular after a season, but I thought the pilot was really pretty awesome. And uh, I mean, basically, what it is is Kevin Bacon's character is exactly Will Graham from the book Red Dragon, yeah, and Hunter. I mean, exactly <laughs> Will mm-hmm. Graham, and yeah. so except know, it's Kevin Bacon, and we're all going to be baconated, exactly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and so James Trefoy, by default, is, you know, a little bit like Hannibal Lecter, but not quite. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was good. I mean, they're both good actors, and uh, it'll be he's interesting. A, he's a serial killer, I know, but is is he a flesh eater, or is he a different kind of No, serial? no, no. No, he's no, different. He's, he's basically uh, a guy who, he was a... Um, he's Charles Manson-esque. Oh, oh that's much more interesting. No, 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 the no, followers, no, I mean. He's bit. good with the women and gets them to follow the women. Oh, does he pretend to be a doctor like me and Gio? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's like a, a writer who essentially was um, like a college professor, as I recall. And basically, he um, he's trying to make... It's like meta, I think, isn't he? Trying to like make like this story, well, okay. this book yeah, in and, the real world. But he, he got caught you know, by, uh, by Kevin Bacon's character like way back when, and he He's in jail, like on on death row or something. And uh, while he's there, he somehow manages to get access to the internet and is able to build up this uh, this group of people that like follow him and are willing to like kill for him and stuff. Yeah, but that is Charles Manson, like right there. Yeah, Yeah. that's more what I meant. Yeah, what's this? Not so much the following. It starts tomorrow on Fox at nine. Oh, 
either I'm buying into the PR or there's there's something there's something even larger to the series they're not revealing until like the second or third episode that can, makes it something somehow even more compelling. I just uh, want to see the two of them on screen together. I yeah, think that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. There's some twist that like Kevin Bacon slept with his wife and stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah. he would. Yeah, of yeah. course he would. Yeah. It's Kevin Bacon. <laughs> the actress from Justified who plays Raylan's ex-wife uh, plays that character. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, the final scene of the pilot is intense and really, really good. So it's it, it's good. I really, I'm excited for. It. I think it's going to awesome. be one of the, one of the better yeah, shows yeah. this year. I was hooked. I was hooked from the previews. So I, I assume it's going to be good. Every preview I've seen, I'm like, I've got to watch this. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Now, an, another show we were really excited about that we saw the pilot for a Comic Con, and and I know this is going to be not something everyone's going to like, but we really liked, um, cult. or at least really enjoyed Cult. Which is uh, Rockney S. O'Banion's new show. He, of course, created. Oh, like, Farscape! Yeah. Farscape! What's um, up? Farscape! It's, it's, isn't that, yeah? It's so Farscape! The following and Cult have a lot of similarities in them, but but uh, Cult is a lot more kind of supernatural esque to You're it. You're saying that because it's on the CW, right? That people wouldn't be interested. <laughs> oh. Yeah, mostly. You know, the CW has a few smart shows but people don't, uh, don't watch like Nikita's awesome and nobody I watches it I was last night I saw it was season 3 like episode 7 of Nikita I'm like, yeah, I'm like that's still on too. Nikita is so good I it's it so good time. Yeah, do, it's do not be fooled by CW. It is actually good. Yeah, I, I, I'm fooled by the original of them Nikita TV series. Well, yeah, that I mean, was terrible. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> the same show? So no, USA. This one stars an Asian broad, uh, uh, Maggie Q, who's awesome. Um, and yeah, awesome. I mean, and she does all of her own stunts, and she's fantastic. And I feel like Eric Balfour cameos on it. I don't know. It just feels like that kind of a show. <laughs> He's it's never okay. been on there, unfortunately. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maggie Q. I mean, it's a, it's a. Really good show. I mean, frankly, I, I I always get surprised it's on the CW. It seems like something more like Fox would do because it's really it's high end. It's well shot. It's well written. The action scenes are fantastic. No, uh, it's a really good show. I know this is. I think you just sold me on Nikita. Nikita's great. I mean, honestly, it, it, it is. It's awesome. I mean, it's one of the few shows that really is about like espionage and assassins, like kung fu fighting, <laughs> and like uh, it's it's just cool. It's really really good. Is it closer to the movie than the the other series was, oh, or is it a not? Lot no. closer. Way closer. A lot closer. But there's no genre, no though. That's a sad. It's part. like nothing like the original show. <laughs> All right. Oh. Um, so but I Maggie, wanted to ask. Did, she's, did, did we skip by this for a reason, or do you guys are you guys done uh, hearing about? Uh... Oh, I want to hear more Shield pilot. Tell me more. Agent Coulson's giant cock. I remember writing this. It's great. Right, right, right. Shield. <laughs> okay, uh, there's uh, a Shield agent uh, speaking over some com device saying, "Agent Ward, we have reports of a new de- development stateside. Your presence is requested at headquarters." And then, of course, you see the silhouetted figure of. Uh, Agent Ward, and he says, I'm t- in too deep to come up for air. A change Whoa. of plan is not an option. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. And uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent said that this request came from Agent Hill. The figure turns at the name. We see his striking looks and intense focus of, in his eyes. Uh, uh, mid-30s, one of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s highly skilled rising stars. And Ward says, extract in seven minutes. Uh, he so, exits the, what? But you just said he and Agent Hill, so does that mean it's not Mariah anymore? 
No, she's she's Maria? he's saying that Maria. Um, he's yeah, saying I'm, I'm that speaking the, of Agent. The order came down from Maria, so it's like it's almost like an okay. cameo on the show. Like, oh, yeah. she was in the movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. And she's yes. somebody's mother, probably. <laughs> she might be. We're not sure yet. She is not the mother. Oh, I don't even care anymore. That shows. I, I had an amazing tweet about that. I can't remember what it is. I'm going to rack my brain trying to remember what it was. It was great. <laughs> Uh, I was done with that and show so there's this embassy season. rooftop and with, a, with a cocktail party and, uh, you know, your standard, uh, I'll, I'll breeze through some of this, and basically, you know, it's a James Bond-esque thing going on, and then Agent Ward jumps off the roof, and uh, uh, he... His big dick gets stuck on a window, I remember, keep going. Oh, right, well, he, he first uses his huge cock to crack a safe and yeah. pulls out a silk... And he repels pouch. with it, yes, come on, keep going. Sound good. Uh, Read my words. Right, right. Oh, sorry. And then jumps Eat. jumps out the window and lands on a uh, uh, lands on a motorcycle and and drives off. You know, high speed chase through Paris and uh, speeds into a narrow alley. Uh, in you know, with other people in pursuit, and when uh, when his motorcycle leaves the alley, Wait, uh, sure it's still being pursued, fiction? but he's not yeah, on it anymore. Sounds like Taken. <laughs> yeah. I was watching a lot of Taken when I wrote does, it. Does he then, like, land on a boat <laughs> and kill a Shaw trying to sleep with his daughter? Uh, maybe. Um, anyway. So, yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, looks like uh, Agent Maria Hill is in this. Huh. What? Kobe? Kobe? Well, I guess the no. They only they have one more season. Can oh, here's my tweet. After eight seasons, it's looking like they should have just titled it, "All the Girls I Fucked After I Met Your Mother But Wasn't Ready to Commit." <laughs> wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, they'll probably just have her be like cameoing in the pilot right, if they do pilot, have her in that's there. That's my guess too. It's it's not like you know it's not like they're gonna they're expect her to have be in there like every single episode. I'm sure she'll cameo once in a while, and you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure she too. I mean, it... until un- until her show is over, in which case she'll just be in it all the time. Yeah, she could just move over. Right. Yeah, now, how much how much time do you want her to have in Avengers too? Like, I'd love to see her in the movie, give her ten minutes, but anything more than that is gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna need like three more Hulk outs because I only got two in the first movie. <laughs> Uh, so Ward comes up on the roof, uh, Paris spread out below, blah, 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 uh, oh, Hill says, what does S.H.I.E.L.D. stand, what, why, why would she say that? Because it's exposition, you have to explain it to a new audience who didn't see the Avengers, because there's people out there. There's people that didn't see the Avengers? Yep, and then, so you have to assume somehow that they'd want to watch a S.H.I.E.L.D. show, even though they didn't go see the movie. That's Ugh. Uh, the commanding and beautiful Agent Maria Hill sits across from Ward, who now bears slight bruises and scratches from his mission, which only add to his cool. Uh, Agent Ward this says... This is fan fiction. Right? It might be, but it's really, uh... It sounds weedy, though. That's how weed might, you know, that only adds to his cool. Now I'm gonna go play a song on the piano while my wife sings it, and I'm gonna make it a show. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it, yeah. Thank you. Oh, good job. Yeah, that was an Elliot Smith podcast, song, the melody, by the Something, something, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, and Agent Wars says strategic homeland intervention enforcement and logistics division. And Hill says, and what does that mean to you? And Ward says, it means someone really wanted our initials to spell out shield. What? It means we're on the line. Yeah, that sounds weird in right there. Yeah. Uh, she smiles. It means we're on the line between the world and the much weirder world. Something turns up. She, uh, he shows her the pouch uh, and says, yeah, yeah. like that Chitari neural <laughs> link. We get to it before someone else does or very soon after. And uh, <laughs> hands it to her. And she says, this little guy could advance electrochemical research beyond human understanding in the wrong hands. Any idea who Van Chat was planning to sell it to? And Ward says, that's complicated. If I hadn't been pulled out, I might have. Best guess. Van Chat mostly deals to, and then there's some crossed out stuff here, Black Talon. I saw agents from Cape Town, Ventress, the 53. Um, but that's all crossed out. The whole Shield Christmas list. Uh, and Ward says, I don't think it was a sale. I think it was an auction. That's pretty brazen. It's not Van Chat's style. It's something's changing. Oh, and Hill says, everything's changing. A little over a year ago, most people went to bed thinking the craziest thing in the world was a billionaire in a flying metal suit. Then aliens invaded New York and were beaten back by, among others, a giant green monster, a fairy tale from the 40s, and a god. Ward says, I don't think Thor's technically a god. Hill says, you haven't been near his arms. <laughs> oh. That sounds like Whedon. Truth. Uh, the Battle of New York was at the end of the world. This, now, is the new world. Looks like, uh, looks a lot like the old one, but it isn't. People are different. They're reckless. They're frightened. They're unpredictable. They have access to tech, to formulas, secrets that they're not ready for. Ward says, why was I pulled out of Paris? And, uh, Coulson walks in and says, the same reason you were sent in, to see. Hill says, you know Agent Coulson. Ward says, um, yes. I also know that Agent Coulson was killed in action before the Battle of New York. I'm clearance level six. I got the full report. Coulson says, welcome to level seven. Ward says, I'm being promoted. You're being reallocated to me, Coulson says. And Ward says, what's the op? And Coulson says, let's walk. And, uh... Why even film this? They should just take your audio recording and just air this on television. <laughs> dramatic reading has just left me stunned. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, Ward, getting it, uh, says, Director Fury faked your death to motivate the Avengers. Hill says, the death of a common ally is a particularly effective team builder. Coulson says... Plus, it wasn't that much of a stretch. I stopped breathing for about 40 seconds. Hill says, hey, oh. it gets longer every time you say it. <laughs> yeah, well, you get shanked by the Asgardian Mussolini, and you can tell it your way. I was looking <laughs> at the big white light, and it felt like a lot longer than eight seconds. Ward says, do they know, the Avengers, that Fury played them? Hill says, they're not level seven. <laughs> Coulson says, I got out of the ICU... Fury stuck me in a grass shack in Tahiti. Rough gig. My ties, Travis McGee novels, and a physical therapist whose command of English was irrelevant. Ward says, but something put you back in the game. Has to be something big. 
Colson smiles and says, the rising tide. And then they're in a situation room uh, by this time. And, and Ward says, thing? what? They've got two more lines. <laughs> okay, good. Ward says, rising, rising tide. I'm not familiar. Colson says, neither are we. And then Hill gives an order. Marichek, give us that sixth street, sixth street feed. And uh, that's the end of the 10th page, and that's where my script ends. Huh. You should and post so, that on the website, Facebook, whatever. It, it's, well, I could retype it. I feel it, like everybody else put on that got, shit yet. It's uh, got somebody's uh, name watermarked all over. And Verace, it's like, yeah, this crazy fan, there's like this crazy fan idea that they're somehow going to they're gonna fake Colson's death. Yeah. It looks like that's exactly what they're doing. This PDF that I'm looking at has got, you know, it's obviously a scan, and it's got somebody's name watermarked all over each page. So I could... But you should just, uh, you should just write it down on a new document and then present it online, and then, you know... Right. And so I could do that. But uh, otherwise, but, you know, if this isn't already... I'm just going to transcribe what you wrote, and then I'm going to put it up on my website that I don't have yet. I'm starting one today. It's going to be right. called Comics Online 2. Oh. T-O-O. We need a Tumblr. That's what we need. We have one. Comics Online needs a Tumblr. We have That's one. a good idea. Uh, you want, do you want access to I'll, I'll give you the, the password, and you can tumble all you like. Awesome. You I'll try to be good us, about porn. So to speak. No penis gifts. Oh, God, what? no. Oh, forget it. I'm going to close it down. For? Yes, yes, say. <laughs> At least I was, I was just saying for random reason. I feel like all I ever see on there is like, hey, Clive Barker's Tumblr. Oh, no. It's cute cats and porn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what the <laughs> internet is for. I mean, that and fandom. Those are the three things. Exactly. Which really is an interesting blend of the other two. Right, right, yeah. Fandom is cats and porn? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically. I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. No, really, I think we did. So, uh, what else do we have? Uh, 2013, we still got to talk about more shit coming out. More shit coming out. So, so uh, did we get into games at all? You not really. mentioned one. Only we... Yeah, we just talked a little bit about Tomb Raider, but uh, yeah, there there are some very cool games that are coming out uh, in 2013 for sure. I have um, a question to to head that ahead. out um, when it comes to the iOS version of the uh, Bill Waters Extravaganza. That that's its real name, I'm pretty sure. We're working on it. We're working on it. Give me a break. It's been a long couple of weeks. Transformers will be coming. Uh, actually, Transformers Legends will be coming to iOS soon. Soon ish. But when will then be now? Mm. Not nearly soon enough for the company to be happy, but we're getting there. But they sent you flowers. That's true. They sent you flowers? <laughs> they did. His company sent him flowers yesterday. It was really nice. Yeah, They're but, pretty. Which tells them that they know exactly how to impress me with going. It's like, dude, do they send me a cold six pack of Pepsi? No. They send me flowers and say, thanks <laughs> for all your hard work. <laughs> but- Kids these days. But on his desk. You're supposed to intercept those and re-give those to your girlfriend to look romantic. You have a girlfriend? Uh, I don't know. As I assume. She's not your size. Oh. Is she bigger than me? No, I'm not your size. Oh, okay. (laughs) She looks uh, just like you. It's weird. I quote Animal House at any possible moment. You know? I'm in love with a retard. Is he bigger than me? (laughs) 
Actually, Kevin, uh, yes. so what about, the, do, uh, does the UK, do they have games? Uh, what have you found over there in Geekdom so far? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I got, you know how, like, some places you, you get, like, oh, here's a free magazine of this region or whatever? Not like a, uh, not like a newspaper type, but, like, one of these glossy yeah. magazines. Yeah. Um, and I was at a casino yesterday in Great Yarmouth. Uh, Norfolk. As opposed to Lesser Yarmouth? Uh, there's another Yarmouth that's in the south. <laughs> <laughs> no, but those that's Southern Yarmouth. No, yuck. Right, you wouldn't want to be there. Anyway, this, we went to Great Yarmouth, we went to the casino, uh, the Grosvenor Casino, and, uh, pounds are larger than dollars, and I'm afraid I might have lost some. In any case... <laughs> oh. Uh... As I was leaving, there was there was one of these magazines with you know big Matt Smith article on the on the cover, and I was like, "Ooh, neat!" And so I grabbed that to bring home. Um, yeah, but beyond that, I really haven't got out too much. Um, like you know, we're going to be doing the uh, uh, the London Super Comic Con when when Dune gets here um, this coming weekend. Uh, I'm going to go and uh, get together with. Uh, the, the guys from Quiet Panelologists at work and the Hat Decides uh, to record podcasts all weekend. And what else? Probably just, uh, you know, finally get into some geekdom at that point. Uh, funny thing that I noticed walking down the street here uh, in regards to movies and games is Blockbuster still exists here? Which is oh, really Saw one in San Diego. There was one up up at open in San Diego. Weird. Must be a retro thing. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. They got like all VHS and beta tapes. That is so awesome and so hipster that it could actually exist somewhere. Oh. Hey, let me let me get let me get uh, three VHS tonight and just take them home in the weird hard plastic clamshells. Right. The hardcore will go. Record, no beta match only, man. Just <laughs> laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Don't you have laser disc stuff? Yeah, I totally do. They, you know, fill up the gaps next to the albums. There you go. I have rips of things from laser discs, but I don't have any laser discs or laser disc technology anymore around me. Oh, you have Blade Runner on like laser disc, huh? Yeah, I've got. Actually, I think the main set that I'm holding on to is that old uh, original version of Star Wars box set. Heck. You can actually get rips of all those on the internet, so you don't have to keep them anymore. I've actually touched them up a bit to make them a little bit nicer. Do they have any? Do they have any cool picture disc versions? Uh, no, they are not video discs. Okay. Now you have to translate to all the kids what video discs are. Sometime. Oh yeah, well those are the with the in the, in the case and the in the cartridge. They're the cartridge based discs. Is there VCDs? I have no, no idea, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Am I right? I bought a copy of uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Goes to Hell on VCD once. They sold them here briefly in the States. Wow. The only thing I've ever had on VCD was, uh, oh, God, what's that anime with, uh, oh, shit. Gantz. Oh. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it, it, oh. With like Ball Z. Huh? Dragon Ball Z. Ninja, one of the ninja ones. Ninja, ninja Scroll. Ninja yeah. Scroll. Tentacles in the vagina. Yeah. yeah. Vagina. Anyway. Every guy had every guy had Ninja Scroll creeps, creeps, creeps. It, it, that was creepy. And yet, that was a really I'm good I'm calling story. you a creep for having a copy. I never owned a copy. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway. I love Roll. It's a great movie. Uh, I imported an episode of Sliders on VCD from Malaysia once. <laughs> oh, my God. That before even... you could download the entire series or buy them on uh, DVD, which I eventually did. And it was the episode with Roger Waters, because apparently he's huge in Malaysia. So they had this wow. really crappy quality version. And it also had the episode Enter the Mystic, where they go to the realm where it's all, everybody's a magician, and his double is actually the grand magician of the realm. Did you have, like, a Videodrome-type experience when you downloaded that from Malaysia? Uh, I did download it. I, I, they sent me a VCD in the mail. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like, it was like wow, 14 year old should not be ordering away for VCDs from Malaysia and whatever else you'd get on the early days of the Internet. <laughs> so true. Uh, so, so, Dave, you're going to mention some additional uh, uh, upcoming video games? Yeah, I mean, this, it's going to be a great year for video games. I mean, I don't think anything can rival last year. Last year was sort of the biggest year of video game history. Um, 2011. But, uh, 2011. Yeah, 2012 kind of sucked. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I meant, yeah, I forget what year it is. Yeah, uh, 2011 was like the best best year. But, um, you know, this year, I think what most people are really excited about and they should be excited about is uh, Bioshock Infinite. Uh, that's going to be badass. That comes out March 26th. It's the third in the series. Um, you know, you're, you're playing a new character. You're no longer underwater. You're uh, in, a, in a cloud city uh, around uh, 1912, and you basically have to go up there and, uh, you know, save this little girl who has, like, these sort of reality-bending powers, and uh, it's it's going to be unreal. Um, have, have any of you guys ever played a Bioshock game? Yeah. 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 I, I love mean, Bioshock. Bioshock's yeah. great. The first Bioshock is, is story-wise, one of the best video games ever made. It has a lot of sort of Blade Runner-esque uh, things to it. And the second one is very, very good. Um, and, yeah, I think this one's going to be amazing. I mean, what we've seen so far looks unreal. The combat looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story's going to be really neat. You know, I mean, there's always this kind of great, um, what's the word, narrative about, you know, uh, um, um, values uh, run amok, uh, where these sort of guys who create these cities outside of, uh, you know, the rest of the world. Uh, and it's going to be great. I mean, you can basically, like, uh, ride on these trolley lines through the sky with the sky hook you have. And I don't know, I think it's going to be probably, I don't know if it'll be the biggest game of the year, but it'll yeah, probably be the least. best reviewed game of the year, without a doubt. Grand Theft Auto Five is going to be the biggest, we know it's going to sell. It's going to outsell everything. Probably. I mean, you know, but but I don't know. It's a different world now, most likely. But at the same time, you know, every time a Call of Duty comes out, it's the highest selling game of the year. That's, uh, that's true. But this one, it looks like they've they've done it. They've they've done basically everything anybody ever wanted for a Grand Theft Auto game. They've even you know, mapped the, the uh, underwater floor. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you, but you know, I also think there was a lot of people who felt that you know Halo Four was actually going to compete against Grand Theft Auto. Uh, though, yeah. Grand, that's an exclusive, and Grand Theft Auto won't be. Um, so, you know, you, you never know. You never know. Um, and especially because Rockstar has been building up their online play a lot more lately. Max Payne 3, uh, they did a lot of that. Uh, the, the actual multiplayer Max Payne 3 was awesome. Uh, and they're trying to make it so that you can make these, uh, basically these teams uh, that you can, you know, start in Max Payne 3 and then carry over all the stats and all the stuff from the teams into other Rockstar games like Grand Theft Auto. It's their social club. They've been working on it for like five years. I I, I remember in like 2007 when 4 came out, I was in Hawaii and it was miserable. So I played through 4 in a week and I managed to finish it. I sent them my score or whatever and they actually sent me a key to the city. They they did it for like a thousand people. And uh, (laughs) I ended up selling it to just a piece of shit. 
the metal, but it was it was a they actually they actually were trying to do this as as early as 2007. So it's, it's nice that they've stuck with it. Yeah, uh, for sure. You're, you're, uh, you're welcome. Because I actually got stuck with that um, the whole key to the city. They only gave us a week to work on it. That was when I was at GameSpy. We did all the Grand Theft Auto 4 online stats and social club building. Oh, thank you. That was that I liked, that was, uh, liked a lot. That was that was when they first started. I mean, the amount of stats and stuff. It's a lot of fun. But kind of going back to the earlier point of Bioshock, now is going to be when games are going to kind of both improve and suck for a while because. Yeah. Things are getting so cinematic, and the integration of kind of really elements to gameplay is getting better and better. Yes. But now they're focusing on that so much, it'll, you know, it's the games tend to be in the end very much alike. They're all using Unity or Unreal Engine to compose the baselines. They're using the same backend SDK, so they're not really expanding on it very much. They're just working on new cinematics, and so. At times, it does feel like you're playing reskinned versions of the same games. But then it gets down to, one, you'll have games that are really awesome movies to play and scary, like the Bioshock 2 was. Really, one and two, both really wonderfully done. But now with three, it'll be, okay, what's kind of neat and new? It's like on Grand Theft Auto Five. As soon as people get in there, they're going like, all right, I get drunk, I pick up a hooker, and I go cruising. Let's see what we can get into. And see how long it takes the helicopters to follow. Follow. <laughs> Just because, I mean... Well, I, think the, I think the point, this was a refinement. They've, they've now upped it so it has better-than-driving-game-level driving physics. So it'd be yeah. nice to play that Gran Turismo in a Grand Theft Auto world. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see how it plays out. Yeah, when I think there's a lot... To, uh, as Bill was talking about uh, the, uh, the narratives being really awesome... Being as though uh, the the iOS version of uh, of his Transformers game wasn't available, I downloaded the um, uh, the Walking Dead game. The, oh yeah, uh, and that is it's very it's very cinematic. It's very much like an interactive cutscene. The entire thing. I don't know if anybody's played this. But uh, I've been meaning to, but I, I heard there was a terrible glitch in the uh, I think it was the Xbox, the PS3 version, maybe both, where if you pick some sort of story tree, you can lose your whole save, and then you have to start over. But the whole point of this game is you become so deeply emotionally connected to the people in your party. So it seemed like a, a stupid move to buy it while they still have that glitch that they didn't know how to fix. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess you could make some. Well, I think really most of the uh, most of the the critical things that you do uh, I mean I don't know I've, I've, I'm only uh, I, I don't know how far I'm at uh, it, may, it, may have, it may have been a glitch where if you bought the individual episodes or something and that's why it played out that way so maybe the iOS version's polished enough not to run into it yeah I don't know but uh, but I like it you know I like the uh, I, you know I like the animation I like the uh, the artwork um, I like this, the way the story works you know I have you know some minor complaints because you can accidentally uh, start start down the same conversation that you had already gone through and uh, I would like I would like a way to escape that to say oops yeah I've already done this I've already already I've already had this conversation with this person um and so that's a bit of a you know it takes you out of the story and you realize oh wait this is a stupid game and I've got to I've got to go through this again uh to get back to where I just was and also, I'm an asshole, so I'm always jamming on buttons while people are talking in video games to try and make them stop. So if there was a thing where you accidentally make it restart, I would probably do that every single time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, Actually, so one of, sorry, I, one of the other things, talking about cinematics and games, um, what's the new Defiance? Yeah, Defiance is this whole new sci-fi 
show where they are starting a video game first, and then they're making a show that's going to reflect things that happen in the game. And vice versa. Yeah. It's interesting synergy. Yeah, they're basically going to run parallel to one another, and things that happened in the show they're going to make reference to uh, while you're playing the game. It's uh, I think it, it's the new frontier. I really feel like this century we're going to find that video games are the thing that is going to uh, be more popular than anything else. Uh, you can't beat interactivity at the end of the day. And they're becoming more cinematic. They're becoming better than most films. Once again, 2011 had a few video games that were better than almost any film that came out that year. Uh, L.A. Noir was mm-hmm. unreal. Skyrim was unreal. Uh, Uncharted 3, unbelievable. Uh, um, and, yeah, I think that we're going it, to – it's interesting because if Defiance does really well, uh, you know, we might see a lot more of that. I'm just curious to see what happens with it. I mean, the uh, the talking they did about it at Comic-Con had me really excited. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it develops. And like, usually like the first try or two gets a little bit uh, over-gratuitous just because they're showing up and like, hey, look what we did because we can. Uh, but then they'll settle into it. But it'll be an interesting, you know, interesting year to be sure. I'm just glad sci-fi is coming back to some really decent sci-fi shows. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's been a while. Um, I don't watch Haven, so I don't know. But like, right, uh, Alpha is going to be great when they pick that up again next. Oh wait. Well, we never we didn't like Alphas. We Alphas we just thought it was great. Thing. Oh my god. Oh uh, no, we didn't like thing? it. No, no, we watched the what the pilot. <laughs> yeah. I think we only watched the pilot. We couldn't we couldn't no, watch it. Started week. Did we it started uh, week. And in fact, watch it did it. have some weak episodes after that, uh, but not immediately. But uh, yeah, overall, we... it's pretty awesome. But you know, I saw the first two episodes of Continuum. I kind of dug those. It had a now that I've seen Looper, it had kind of a Looper vibe. The, 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 yeah, the... Continuum's really cool. I really liked Continuum. We like the the uh, the the Canadian uh, imports. We love Lost Girl. I mean, um, though that's more Buffy sci uh, Buffy horror. But um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I think Continuum's really cool. Defiance could be really cool, and I think we need that stuff. I've been I've been missing really mm-hmm. decent sci-fi on TV for a while. I watched the first. Uh, I watched the pilot. It was free on iTunes of of Lost Girl, and uh, it it kind of had a uh, it kind of had a vibe similar to maybe Grimm or yeah, sort something of. like that. Yeah, I would. Say- I wouldn't call it like Grimm. It's an, it's a lot funnier. It's like a it has a lot more comedy in it. They they don't really have to follow any of the same rules as American TV because it's in Canada, so they can swear. There's tons of nudity. They can get away with a lot of shit, a lot of sex jokes, a lot of jokes that they would never put on us. But I, I think sci-fi might obviously stop some of that. <laughs> but the show itself, if you watch the Canadian version, like. They get away with, they're kind of like somewhere between HBO and us, so they're allowed to get away with a lot more. It's, it's definitely like, I wouldn't call it grim-like because it's it's got even more comedy. It's a lot more lighthearted. The serious storylines are pretty good, but I'd say it's much more unlike them. Yeah, like I said, I've only seen that pilot episode, and I but I do know what you're talking about. Like, I watched that uh, uh uh, what's it called? Book of Pure Evil, uh, where you get those Jason Mewes cameos in each one, and that's you know, like you say, Canadian TV, where you're like, oh, one episode is devoted to a uh, a giant uh, Audrey Two like uh, giant cock. 
Yeah, no, they can they can do whatever they want. It's just uh, like I mean, the show is about a succubus, so sex is actually a major major part of the show. Every single episode, uh, sex is involved because that's what her superpowers are. She gets mm-hmm. power from sex. Right. So, but it, I think what I like about it from a female perspective is that for one thing, there's absolutely no slut shaming because sex is such a major part of the show, but it never feels like gratuitous because it, it uh, functions as part of the plot. So you don't feel like they're just trying to like, you know, Oh look, here's some naked women and here's some sex. They, I mean, they have that, but it's like, Oh, well this kind of fits in with what is happening in the episode. So it doesn't feel like it's just there to be a bunch of skin. And also the two female fame, uh, female main characters are, you know, both strong, they're both intelligent, they're both resilient. Like, you know, uh, sci-fi is famous for being so, uh, for having women as main, major, well-written characters. And this show is a great example. Yeah, I totally agree. We were able to interview uh, most of the main characters at Comic-Con, and they're all really cool. And, and producers, And too. the producers. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great show. I mean, honestly, it's I, I, I recommend it to anybody who liked Buffy or Angel. I think yeah. it's very much in, uh, in, a, in a vibe like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I also, we love Grimm, too. Uh, we think Grimm is uh, another show sort of Buffy-like, uh, but a little a little harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess more like Angel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're both very good shows. And, I like uh, Grimm, too. Grimm's a good show. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, did you guys want to talk any other video games? Like, I think that... Um, one of the other big things I'm excited about, and you know, I agree with the idea that you know a lot of the games seem a lot alike, and that's why we're starting to find these sort of, you know, these houses making the games are really becoming more and more unique. You know, Irrational does a great job with the Bioshock games, and also, of course, there's Naughty Dog. You know, they do the Uncharted games, which are just unreal. I mean, it's the closest thing you're ever going to get to to being James uh, to being uh, Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. Uh, exactly. And uh, they're of course making The Last of Us this year, which is going to be another zombie game, which I know for some people is a little much, but um, you know. The show to preview at E3, and it looks pretty spectacular. I think that, you know, I like games that highlight or, or movies that highlight the fact that, you know, in those zombie situations, often the humans, the humans be as dangerous as the zombies, and so there'll be a lot of that. It looks a little like I, Mad I, Maxi. I, well, I, and- I would welcome another a zombie game. I, I started playing uh, Left 4 Dead, and I know Dune and Connie really enjoy it, but I really was... <laughs> Sorry, I'm allergic okay. to Let's repetitive games. <clears throat> uh, it was. Yeah, Leopard Dead seemed like super repetitive. It just seemed like a, a skin shooter with, uh, with uh, unlimited respawning enemies. I, I can't stand any game that has that. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that game either. Yeah, it was just kind of. And it's, it's you know, video games have always been about the studio and uh, the publisher. You know, back in the early days, it was JLN putting out all the crap. And it's just now, now more and more we realize that it's just like a good director or a good creative team. Every time they, they pick a genre or a topic, it doesn't matter how many times it's been explored. You haven't seen the way they explore it. You know, and that, that's kind of what that's kind of where we're at now. People now realize that and people wait five years for the next Rockstar product or the next uh, the next Infinity Ward. I look at Valve. They're, they're, they're creating their own video game, their own console, basically, based on the fact that they're that popular. Um, and that, that's that's so true. Yeah. Valve? Steam? Valve. Yeah, there's Steam Box. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, itself right. is essentially a virtual console, too. So they already have a virtual console that they created that's used almost universally. 
yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how they compete against uh, against the other the, the big hitters, uh, and you know, Nintendo's still around. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's going to be really good. I mean, you know, th- there's a lot of cool stuff this year. Uh, you know, uh, we I don't play the Dead Space games, but I know they're hugely popular. Dead Space Three is coming out, and that's going to be awesome. February fifth. Yeah, uh, we got to play a little bit of God of War Ascension at E3. Uh, they had a really decent uh, multiplayer element to it for the first time in these games, uh, where you get to basically run around and you know uh, fight the other characters. I don't know; it's pretty interesting. So, uh, being as though this is the Comics Online podcast, uh, what's everybody looking forward to in in 2013, comic wise? Now we get to it, Carl. What are you looking forward to, Carl? I'm frankly I'm looking forward to more Valiant comics. <laughs> they haven't been recanceled yet. Oh, they're actually doing very well. I I've not uh, I've not I'm, read I'm, any I'm, new I'm, ones. Can you tell me uh, how those new ones are doing? Well, they picked and chose. Those in their titles, they've done uh, Shadow Man, Harbinger, Bloodshot, and Exo Man of War. I, I really they, enjoyed Exo Man of War back when you know back in the day. Uh, I felt that that was one of their strongest titles. I think their strongest titles that weren't you know from the old four color comics, you know, the old Dells like Solar and and Barak. Right, but to me, doing well. They're not flooding the market like they did in the heyday. Um, they're laying down some great stories. They're not just throwing the characters in. I mean, they, they took like three issues to introduce XO from the time he was kidnapped to the present day. So okay. just, I'm, they're, just, they're just they're just really good. They're good solid comics, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying those. More than any of the other ones, with the exception of maybe the cross crossed series from Avatar. Cool. You know, speaking of uh, things that they brought back, um, weren't they? Didn't somebody buy all of the old uh, cross gen stuff, and, and we're going to re-release or, or start uh, bringing some of those titles back? Did that Marvel. ever happen? Marvel. Mar- Marvel has the rights because they did Roots and. Oh. What was Are they the, doing Ruse? Because that, that was my favorite cross-gen. Yeah, the Victorian era one? Yeah. You know, it was basically a uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they redid that one, and uh, what was the other one with the floating ships? And... Oh, I don't remember the name, but I know the, what you're talking about. Anyway. I don't think it got real quiet all of a sudden. Is it just you and me? It no, no, we're like here. <laughs> Under, well, uh, do die in the fire. It's tragic over here. Oh, that's Sorry, so sad. I, I lit him on fire and I killed him. It's still sad. Oh. So, uh, so, so guys, I, you know. Uh, and anybody who likes the Twisted pick up the Cross series. Oh, yeah. Oh. We have definitely talked talked about Cross plenty on this podcast back when the uh, the first series came out at, at the very least. I can't. I came in late, so I'm still playing catch up. Yeah. But this new series is just. I'm almost afraid to read every issue. 
It is <clears throat> very graphic. If you're not into, well, if you're not able to stomach pretty much every sort of horrific atrocity possible, then Cross is not for you. That depravity of the, at its finest. It's it's pretty awful. Um, but, uh, yeah, so when it comes to comics, what I am looking forward to, b- besides the usual, um, obviously, uh, when it comes to stuff I mentioned on this podcast, obviously I'm the Kirkman fanboy, so, uh, you know, obviously more of the same. And uh, beyond that, uh, like I said previously, uh, you know, I, I started getting back into Marvel stuff, a bunch of Avengers stuff, etc. And um, like I said, I'm still very interested in uh, picking up that uh, that new Defenders title. I'm not sure if it came out in the, in the last couple of weeks. I've been too busy to look. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to that. That's the, the Cullen Bunn uh, it's not called Secret Defenders or New Defenders. It's something else Defenders. But anyway, it's a New Defenders team uh, with, like, Misty Knight and uh, Valkyrie and a bunch of... Uh, it's mostly women. Or it might be all women. I'm not sure. Huh. All, all my comic stuff is stuck in 2007, 2008. So I'm still, like, 40 issues in The Boys and a bunch of other stuff I was reading at the time that I just haven't gotten back into. Oh, yeah. I think isn't The Boys, like, over now? And I, I'm, I'm like two or three years behind on it. I'm four years behind, but yeah, I, I got up to date on Walking Dead up until I think issue 100 or 101 after what happened to Glenn, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah, and I was talking. Yeah, Doctor Octopus Man. Doctor Octopus Spider Man. Yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to Spider-Man. Not fucking up <laughs> Spider Man. That's what I'm looking forward to. No. I read the last issue. I, I did not care for it. But I like most was in heaven or wherever Peter Parker goes. There wasn't any Brock. Me said felt wrong because that was it was just as tragic a character as Peter Parker in a certain one sense. And you guys plan on reading Age of Ultron? No, that sounds awesome. What is that like Age of Apocalypse with Ultron? It's gonna be their new crossover event. Ultron's going to try to, you know, take over the world and kill a bunch of Marvel heroes and stuff like that. Sounds awesome. Are they yeah, I'm into like, it. Like the next Avengers with that? Because I know that the next Avengers who were in the world where Ultron took over and killed everyone, I know that they came back into the comic They were talking of, like, doing more with them, so I wonder if they're going to be in that. I don't know. That's a, that's, I mean, I'm sure the event's going to have everybody. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, it'll be really cool. I mean, I know that just announced it, I think, like, either last week or the week before that, so not much has come out about it, but I know that's going to be the next big sort of thing. I'm into it. I like all I like it. Sounds good. I like the old uh, Avengers villains, you know, your, your Ultron, your, your Kang, your, you know, Gravitron, and all these people. The classics. The classics. All the uh, it's interesting wondering you know how much uh, Masters of Evil folks they 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 used all those guys on the uh, the Avengers cartoon that they're now rebooting but it was, uh, it was pretty decent they they used Kang they used uh, uh, they used everybody kind of they, they kind of fucked up the tune because they rebooted it just like uh, the last X Men they did Wolverine and X Men it ended with Age of Apocalypse and then they aborted the series before they come back and do season two Age of Apocalypse why did they need to reboot it 
Uh, because of the Avengers movie, it was such a hit. They did two seasons of this new Avengers 2, and it was pretty decent. I watched a lot of cartoons, but it was decent for Avengers 2. Oh, and they just yeah. want to align the cartoon with, uh, with the, the, the movie, movie continuity? Yeah. Uh, That's kind yeah. of what I suppose. Mightiest Heroes? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like that show. That's really cool, cute. But they're they're not going to change it with the Avengers movie? I think that's okay. I mean, it was kind of open enough that they could they could probably smooth that over easily. Yeah, well, it felt very similar to what they're doing with their continuity in the movie, so I don't know why they had to do it. They just seemed on it. They really know. I guess probably to get more attention toward it. Like, people think it's a tie-in to the Avengers now, but yeah, it wouldn't be a really hard bridge. It's just good marketing. You know, the kids will go like, oh, you know, they can get the either Black Widow cartoon underpants or the movie underpants you know it's like well, I'm, I'm getting bold but uh, uh <laughs> doesn't wear any in the movie i hope not i i actually i actually hope she does and i meet the costume department that's our story it's gonna be interesting how they position all the comic books to sort of be um you know more like what they're planning doing with with the movies and if well, hence the dc reboot and starting everything at one that was kind of mm-hmm. their plan there yeah, it, it, it's, it's more and more it's apparent they can't do an animated series and have adult elements in it with, with really for long. As soon, as soon as you try to do that, they're like, well, why are you putting adult elements into a kid's show? And that's just what they're stuck with now. So it feels like cartoons are an all-time... Franklin? Yes. We don't have any... Uh, remember the days of Spawn on HBO? Oh. Yeah, it's pretty good in hindsight, but it was great then. I loved it. I liked it really? too at the time. If you go back and watch it, it's really rough. Yeah, I liked it, but I don't, I don't like it now. Uh, it, 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 it holds up, but for the most part, it's a lot of people pondering things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's you a lot of fun ones. I think about it, yeah. And for everything geek pop culture, this has been the Comics Online Podcast. Hey! Oh, does Doom in here? Because it seems like he's never he's, saying anything. He's been out. Yeah, I lit him on fire. He's spitting now. He's trying to early. <laughs> it's not actually early. It is on time. So, uh, anybody else uh, have anything that, that they're working on that they want to uh, promote? Uh, let's start with Geo. I uh, just uh, done a bunch of doing Geo commentaries while I'm out here. Uh, the lot commentary number forty into what uh, the whole reason I come out here. So it's great. Uh, I actually listened to a little bit of myself. I was like, oh shit, this is really good. And then we also did a new spinoff, which is uh, doing Geo talk stuff. Which is him reading from Mystery's dating book from the nineties. Oh, and that, is such, that, that is that is I, I listen to that as you know, and it is such a good podcast um, that I, I I found myself yelling back at uh, you know at you and at Connie. Connie needed to chill the hell out at like being mean to uh, to strippers because strippers are people too. God damn it. <laughs> She was being a stripper. She's yeah. not. She's, not a she's fan. such a nice but, uh, person. And it she, really she has good reasoning. Me that she was so. It was, it was a really weird episode. And Dune, Dune said it's his favorite thing he's ever done. And it, 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 it is. A, it is actually really, really good. And I just want to just go and and take uh, Geo by the ears and shake him and say, "Look, nah. fucking life isn't that hard. Just go and fucking meet women. Shit." Uh, but anyway, but it's very, but, but I say that, but it's fucking hilarious and you, everyone should, should watch it. You will really enjoy listening to Dune and Geo talk stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and of course you've got, uh, number one, other... everyone is sick of sad bullshit was the subtitle. So... Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and, and your, your regular get it on podcast, of course, if you, uh, can appreciate long episodes and, uh, 
and and then of course uh, Dune reads Goosebumps over over with Dune over there. Yeah. Yep, uh, he's still doing it, uh, but he hasn't put one out in a few weeks. Yeah. And then uh, Bill and Marianne, what do you have coming up? They have nothing. They have dinner. They have fucking off coming up. Uh, Anime and Dave. Pretty much all the information on our website, which is geekworldradio.com. But we've been po- uh, posting a lot of stuff on the YouTube page lately, a lot of uh, backlog interviews and uh, and just episodes of our YouTube show and stuff. And that's uh, youtube.com slash geekworldradio. And, uh, you know, show we do a three-hour show every week. It plays on eight. 100 and the point so uh just go to geekworldradio.com you can find all that information excellent and and uh marianne and bill did you say anything uh when i was being rude when you didn't say anything (laughs) um the next thing we have up is just like a a rock one of our rocky shows and we're planning for the rest of the season for what uh conventions we're going to make it to photo shoots stuff like that oh abby con we're not going to talk about that on here. Oh, right. right. That's right. Don't talk about Abbey. What, what is Abbeycon? Anyhow, we're not going to talk. It's a friend's wedding. Oh, that's not a thing. Okay, never mind. Uh, no, it's yeah. not a thing. <laughs> I thought it was like a Dear Abby convention. I'm like, oh, wow, I want to dress up as Ann Landers. That'd be awesome. Uh, but Strike yeah, so if you are in the uh, the, the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, definitely check out their uh, their Rocky Horror. I expect that you will find it superior to other Rocky Horror performances. And this Abbeycon thing everybody's been talking about. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's all out giving each other advice. It's awesome. And uh, and And so, Chelsea, what are you doing? I am doing nothing interesting whatsoever. I work for the news, so I just do boring news stuff. Hooray, boring news stuff. And, yeah, uh, but I do have a blog, but I, I'm, it's not really consistent. I just write about, you know, Doctor Who and shows, and I, I talk about the Golden Globes and whatever comes to mind okay, once upon a time. Know? That's at media nerd, uh, media nerd alert dot, uh, wordpress.com. But. Awesome. It's not a big deal. I don't update it regularly enough to matter. But otherwise, I'm just looking at the news. Yay. You need to get a real domain on that. Without the WordPress, it'll be, it'll be a lot more traffic. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. <laughs> well, see, I, I, I'm just trying that. to convince her to instead I'm reading your blog and I post comments. Online, you know, you can do. She's got this one. That's true. Believe me, no one is listening to the podcast at that point. Oh, yeah. thanks, Dune. Does your rage counter up there? No. All right. So, uh, so, and, and I'm assuming Carl has 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 no uh, stuff to promote at the moment. Actually, I'm going to be at Emerald City Comic Con March first through the third, and, and while there, I'm going to be trying to drum up business for public relations and for comics online. Prince, because I'll be there if you are. <laughs> hey, Carl, might end up uh, might up, uh, end up crossing paths with you up there, hoping to, if uh, time and finances allow. Uh, let me know if you're good. Let me know if you're going to go. Definitely will. All right. I just I just I just bought my ticket yesterday, and I'm have to say with the with the guests that they have there, even though I'm not going as pressed, I'm pretty excited for it. No, I I keep getting their updates every couple of days, and it's a hell of a lineup. If you see a guy in a photo stick, Jeffrey B, uh, blackface and all, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to get your signature. We're going to hang out and talk shop. <laughs> maybe, talk, talk, we, maybe we can get Hillary to spank him. There you okay, go. Okay, yes, I'm for that. I don't know, but I'm for 
<laughs> All right. Well, so that's the uh, the podcast for this time. Uh, big thanks to our special guests, Anna May and Dave from Geek World Radio. And, of course, to uh, Giovanni and Dune, who was pissed off that other people were on his podcast. And Carl. That podcast is terrible. No Giovanni, the specialer guest. Specialer guest. <laughs> And yeah. Chelsea, the I'm awesome not kidding. guest, or used to be well, regular. Well, it's and terrible. No one is going to hear it in the world. Why not? Exactly. I think I'm going to listen to it. Because I heard the first part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude's being off. Somebody being get him people. something to drink. He's awful today. Uh, and, of course, Bill and Marianne. Uh, wonderful as usual. And from England. And for everything geek pop culture, I'm Kevin Goswan, and this is Comics Online. Thanks, bye! Disclaimer. The opinions expressed by the participants in this podcast are their own and may not represent those of Comics Online, any other participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less podcasts with way too many hosts. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, script previews, biting sarcasm and everything geek pop culture, even when it's delivered by a robotic voice like mine. If you have comments, questions or suggestions for the Comics Online podcasters, we invite you to post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast copyright Comics Online. Our builders to going off like Gamma Bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.